listening to Preston and Steve. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. MMR rocks now. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, today's the 22nd of October. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, for the first time in uh, the history of the franchise, the Phillies are going to the World Series for the second year in yeah. a row. Yeah. Yeah. Center field. Don't think anybody's getting that. They won't. A two-homer game for Jason Worth. Yeah, baby. Last night's 10-4 win over the Los Angeles Dodgers in Game 5 at Citizens Bank Park clinched the National League Championship and earned the Phils a meeting next week uh, with either the New York Yankees or the Los Angeles Angels. The Phillies become the first NL team since the 1995-96 uh, Atlanta Braves to win two straight pennants. Ryan Howard was That's named awesome. the series' most valuable player. Cole Hamill struggled last night, pitching just four and a third innings and giving up solo home runs by Andre Ethier, James Loney, and Orlando Hudson. But none of that mattered because, once again, the Phillies' offense came to the rescue. Just destroyed. I, I think I have a man crush on Jason Worth. He's just, <laughs> he's just a goddamn stud. He's got that rad goatee going yeah, on. He's, yeah. you know, It'd probably tickle your chin as you were making you know, out. Yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah. I'd it'd be all right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I can see that. I'm yeah. going to have to send that clip over to John Brazier because I have been trying for a couple of years to, to get him in studio. Really? I, I, I love that guy. Yeah, he just sort of came out of Tell nowhere. Tell him I'll, I'll yeah. tickle his taint. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. They, they were crushing it all night last night, though. I mean, that's that's just amazing and you know what it's sir it, awesome. it's it's sweet validation yeah and you know you're, you're not a, a a not that you know obviously the, the winning the world series and everything is a flash <laughs> in the pan but the second time around says yep we were that good no dude and just and watching a game when the bats are on fire is so much fun it's just it's when they're cranking them it's yeah. just <laughs> awesome i love it jason worth hit a three-run home run in the bottom of the first to give the phils the lead uh they would never give back shane victorino's uh two-run homer in the sixth gave the phils a five-run lead and jason worth added a solo shot in the seventh to allow the phils to cruise to the win the world series begins next wednesday at the home park of the eventual winner of the alcs Fans mostly dressed in red celebrated last night in the, Why red, Kathy? <laughs> in the traditional spots after uh, the Philadelphia Phillies won the NL Championship Series. Uh, in the Mayfair section of the city at Frankfurt and Cotman, the streets filled quickly after the game ended. Uh, the post-game celebration as fans screamed out of the ballpark went from uh, South Philly to Center City and hundreds of Phillies fans poured out of restaurants, bars and apartments in downtown Philadelphia. Uh, but police are saying that the fans pretty much celebrated peacefully compared to last year. Uh, the crowds remained under control. I could hear... Uh car horns honking and then the whole damn yep. deal in, in Manning. I was hearing him going down 76, too, because I can hear the traffic. Sure. Him. It was just wild. Yeah. In preparation, uh, yesterday, police greased light poles and secured trash cans throughout the city. The police presence was heavy, uh, but they said that they were ready for it. Mm -hmm. uh, there were only about two dozen arrests and nothing was serious. The celebration lasted well into the morning, uh, but there's really not too much of a mess on the streets. They said everything is pretty much cleaned up already. And the 2009 NL Championship merchandise is available, and the Phillies are Headed back to the World Series. The, the uh, ABC was over at uh, Models that opened up at five o'clock this morning. There, yeah. were, there were some places that five didn't close last night. No, just stayed open. They stayed open, and uh, they, they had people in there shopping like crazy. It's yeah. wild, rolling that stuff out. Yeah, there was one woman who just had like stacks and stacks of T-shirts. Sure. She was like, "I'm buying for my kids, for my grandkids, my neighbors." Like she was just buying for everybody and to sell on the black market. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. eBay. <laughs> 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 All right, so we have. I have one uh, serious news story right. in, in the area. Uh, how 
homicide detectives took a mother, father, and the step-siblings of a 10-year-old girl who died Wednesday in Philadelphia uh, in for questioning. Uh, it began in the 4700 block of C Street uh, on Wednesday morning. The police told uh, the family told police that a girl, uh, the 10-year-old girl, woke up. Uh, she told her stepmom that she felt sick and that she had hit her head the night before. Whoa. Then at about 10:30, the mother said she found the girl unresponsive on the bathroom floor. Medics rushed the girl to St. Christopher's Hospital, where she was pronounced dead. Uh, however, after an autopsy, police say the girl had been abused for years. Oh, yeah, Jesus. they said the medical examiner told police it was the worst case of abuse that uh, he has ever seen. The medical ex- examiner found this is awful. They found a seven-inch cut on her head that was filled with gauze and then covered up by a weave. So they had what? Yeah, like they had her put her weave over it so that oh, they couldn't see the so gash in her could head. See it. Yep. Oh my god! Authorities say the girl also had a broken arm and a broken pelvis. Uh, homicide investigators spent the day searching the family's home. Uh, police took the girl's father, stepmother, and the siblings in for questioning. This is a case where when they find out who did it, that person needs to be summarily tortured. Yeah. That has to happen. It's just that this girl's life was robbed and and lived in misery this way. Yeah. She was That's 10. Horrible. She was 10 years old, too. A police source that says the Department of Human Services had been out to the family's home before in 2006 and 2007. However, they wouldn't elaborate on that. Yeah. Uh, so far, no one has been charged in this case. Investigators are still questioning the parents and the siblings, but police say charges are expected to be filed soon. Hmm. All right, so back to some more good news again. Yes. In yeah. sports this yeah. morning. Yeah. Did I mention that the Phillies won 10 yeah! last night? The Phillies will face either the Yankees or the Angels in the World Series. In the ALCS, the Yankees lead the best of seven ALCS. Uh, three games to one. They will attempt to close things out tonight in Anaheim. A.J. Burnett gets the start for the, uh, for New York, and John Lackey will pitch for the Angels. Game time is 7.57. In other baseball news, ESPN baseball analyst uh, Steve Phillips acknowledged having an affair with a 22-year-old assistant uh, at the cable network and has taken a leave of absence. In a statement released yesterday by ESPN, Phillips said he requested the leave to address this with my family and to avoid any unnecessary distractions through the balance of the baseball playoffs. Uh, police say Brooke Hundley uh, began calling Phillips' wife, Marnie, on August 5th after he broke off the affair. And uh, she sent a letter, I guess, to his wife describing yeah. the relationship and Phillips' birthmarks. Ah, uh, well, yeah. there you go. Steve Phillips Whoops. is the former general manager of the New York Mets. In 1998, he admitted having sex with a team employee who sued for sexual harassment. Uh, the case was settled out of court. Marnie Phillips has filed for divorce. Yes. And the Flyers are back in action with only their second game in two weeks. The Boston Bruins are in town, and game time is 7 o'clock. And it's Dollar Dog Night. Oh, oh, I love that. And the Phillies are still the World yeah! Series champs. How awesome will that be if I could say that for a whole oh another year? Oh, won't that be wonderful? <laughs> well, we'll find out, man. All right, it's, and that's uh, what I have for you this morning. Next Wednesday, the whole thing gets underway, so uh, we are raring to go, man. Nick, you slept in the, sea, uh, the station last night? Yeah, you know what? I, I got to go to the game last night. I'm a lucky bastard, and it was awesome. It was so great being there, and um, I, I, I kept waiting for them to, uh, the players to go out and, and do the thing on, on the, the Harry Callis role oh, right. well, yeah. in, in left field, and they never did it, but it was just a really amazing celebratory vibe on the field last night. It was just, it was great. It was you awesome. You look like night. crap this morning. I, oh, I feel and, like crap, and yeah. I smell like crap. Yeah, he smells like and alcohol. I just took a crap. <laughs> I crapped earlier. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> but you know, it was just it was just a really really cool night. And um, yeah, man, the World Series again. Two years in our first time ever in the history of the franchise. Yeah, it's amazing. Two World it? Series in a row. Let's see if they can bring it home, man. Make this whole thing just. I mean, the, it, it's the such city an achievement just at this level. Will literally on a literal <laughs> level. Crumble to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it will explode. It's, uh, you know, that's all you can say. Yeah, and we'll say we were there when the city remember, died. Remember Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot be a jackass. Oh, man, it'll be awesome. All right, well, listen, we've got an amazing day for you today. We are chock full, obviously, on the heels of a celebration. I'm headed back to the big show again. Uh, we have uh, David Tell giving us a call, and he's yes. going to be a part of Gobblerou. That's another big show. Yeah, him and uh, Greg Geraldo and Jeffrey Ross, and that's uh, November 20th. 25th, the Tower Theater. We are uh, very uh, lucky to be bringing them on stage and having a great time. That Three night. of the best. Absolutely. So we'll talk to Dave uh, a little bit later on. Uh, we are also, for those who are fans of the Boondock Saints, today is a money shot for you because we have uh, the two stars of the film and the director, Sean Patrick Flannery, Norman Reedus, and Troy Duffy will all be in this very studio. Here's a case of a movie that was released, super limited release when yep. it first came out. Five, the five cities, five, I think. Right, five cities. Just exploded on DVD, became a big cult hit. Yep, and uh, and and many years after, what the original was ninety nine. Yeah. Many years after, here comes the sequel. And we have a screening of that tonight, and a few passes left for that, which we'll get you on board for, so those guys will be here. And then, musically, we have the queen of metal, Lita <laughs> Ford, here in our studio. She's going to be performing tonight at the TLA, along with Queensryche, and they will be here, too. And Queensryche is going to be performing live. We have a, a, a performance area set up in the corner of the studio. Isn't that even wild? Yeah. That is so wild. It's awesome. So, it's going to be a full day today. Now, more with Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Today is Thursday, October 22nd. We do have some birthdays that I want to run by you. Jeff Goldblum has his birthday today. He's 57 years old. Uh, the Fly, the Jurassic Park movies. He's on an, He's on the new uh, Law and Order, right? Is it, or is it, um, is it one Law of those CSI, I, NCIS, I uh, or Gossip Girl? I don't, <laughs> I don't know which, but it's one of those movies. Yes. Yeah, he replaced that. The one with, um, D'Onofrio. Oh, that's, yeah. uh, CSI? Uh, CSI? No. No, no, no. Law and Order, Order Criminal Intent. That's it. CI. Isn't that what yeah. he's in? Yeah. CI. Yeah. So, Law and Order CI. <laughs> yeah. Law and Order CI yeah. yeah. City. Yeah. Right. Okay. Wow. It's uh, a really limited show. Crime really gone, from, yeah. <laughs> gone downhill. Uh, Law and Order CI. Uh, he was also, <laughs> just show guys sitting around in the office. Also in. Uh, doing nothing. <laughs> throwing balled up paper into the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's off season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wait till wait till June. You man. watch it like really six months. Up. We're gonna be going ape. <laughs> Uh, the Big Chill, Independence Day, some of the movies. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is 57 today. Christopher Lloyd has his birthday. <laughs> and he now play, he played, he hit two home runs last night. The guy can do it all. Yeah. Oh, do you want me to bunt? <laughs> oh, dear God. If you right. want, I'll get hit with the pitch. Uh, taxi, of course. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was Reverend Jim. Back to the Future movies. Star uh, Trek: uh, Search for Spock. He was. Uh, he was the head what? Klingon. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? He's the evil guy in that. Uh, Seventy-one years old today, Christopher Lloyd. Brian Boitano. Wow. What would he do? He <laughs> 
made even more famous from South Park than when he yeah. was in the gold. Uh, they won the gold Golden medal Globes. in the Olympics. He was not in the Golden Globes. <laughs> well, where did that come from? Like, what, where did that South Park thing come from? Or did, did I don't you, know. I think just they just sort of. I think they just sort of randomly picked him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was he was he from Colorado or no? He's, he's Canadian, right? So they right. Were, it was the whole war between uh, Canada and the United, United States. States. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Brian Boitano was American. He was. That's yeah. what I thought. And, and yeah. he beat the Canadian. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, well, anyhow, he is 46 today. What's his connection to Christopher Lloyd? Uh, I haven't been able to. What would Brian Boitano do if he was here right now? He'd make a plan and he'd follow through. That's what Brian Boitano do. When Brian Boitano was in the Olympics skating for the gold, he did two stock cows and a triple lunch while wearing a blindfold. When Brian Boitano was in the Alps fighting grizzly bears, he used his magical fire breath and saved the maiden's bed. I love that he has magical fire breath. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, from California. Oh, right. okay. Well, they just picked him for some reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's 46. Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Bob! The co-creator of uh, Mr. Show. Very funny guy. You know him. He's done a lot of a uh, lot of uh, character work in movies. Always, a lot of times plays the sort of button-down you know, sniveling exec kind of guy. Him and uh, David Cross did Mr. Partners for many years. Bob! Yeah. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk. Bob! Is, is 47 years old today. So happy birthday, Bob. Uh, Carlos Mencia. Ah! Who we've had on the show a couple of times. Either people love him or they hate him. That's true. Uh, you know, in, in the... Are you in, crazy? In the the uh, circles of, uh, of comedians. Hardcore comedians tend to... <clears throat> Dispel or, 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 or uh, don't like him. Yeah, uh, they they feel that he steals material and constantly. Yeah. yeah, I just saw him in an infomercial yesterday. On uh, it was on Comcast Sportsnet. An infomercial. Yeah, uh, well, you know, a shortened, a condensed version of what an infomercial is. But it's basically, and Debbie Debbie Mazar's in it as well. Really, it's for this thing that you. you it's basically a girdle that you're supposed to wear when you exercise. And it's. Oh, they've had those for years. Yeah. That help that, that help you sweat in that general area. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. been about for really? years. Uh huh. Carlos Mencia. He's, uh -huh. he's doing an infomercial. Oh for yeah, that? It, it was ridiculous because he's all serious and and, and he's like, it let works. me tell you, Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. If you want to get rid of love handles, listen up. Wow. Well, wait, does he is he like ripped? No, no. no but he's lost well, weight. He's an he lost weight. He's yeah. lost weight. I think. So. And Debbie Mazar was, you know, she gained sixty pounds during her pregnancy, and it helped her get, you know, lose all that weight. Wow. Wow. You know what commercial actually I've been enjoying? It's it's short and there's no dialogue to it. And, I, and I've forgotten which uh, uh, phone company does this, but it's the one with the SNL cast members. It's got Chevy Chase. and uh, oh, yeah. oh, it's for the uh, the Google phone. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. The one that you tailor to your, you're supposed to tailor to completely your desire. Yeah, it's got uh, Chevy Chase and Dana Mo Carvey. Molly Shannon, Dana Carvey, and uh, who's the guy that did? Daryl Hammond. Clinton for years. There you go. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's a cool commercial. All right, well, anyway, Carlos Mencia is 42. And then the last birthday I have is Spike Jones mm. of, uh, you know, being John Malkovich adaptation fame. Just Real directed where the uh, wild things yeah. are. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, also he's done a lot of uh, music videos uh, for Beastie Boys and other groups. And did you do a Weezer video, too, I think? I think he did, right? I, I believe so. Yes, and uh, I think he did the uh, he did the famous um, Buddy Holly video. Yeah, I really? think that's him. And did he do sabotage? Uh, uh, quite possibly, yeah, yeah, may have, yeah. yeah. Uh, ex husband of director Sofia Coppola, by the oh. way, and he is uh, forty years old. So there you go. Your birthday is for today, the twenty second of October. Let's get an answer to the stupid <clears throat> question: Who was the starting pitcher for the Phils in nineteen fifty when they faced off against the Yankees in the World Series? Two one five two six three WMMR. Yo, Ronnie, how you doing? Hey, what's up, man? Ronnie, what's your answer? 
It was, was it Robin Roberts? No. no. Oh! Oh! Wasn't he in the band? Yeah, Robbie Roberts. Yeah, uh, let me go to Craig. Hey, Craig. Levon Helm? Yeah. <laughs> Craig, yeah. how you doing? Hey, maybe. Hey, man. What is your uh, answer? I'm going to go with Jim Constantly. Jim Constantly? Correct. I can't give that to you. Oh. Sorry. Oh. Especially since his original guest was Tug McGraw. Yeah, that's what that was on our <laughs> list here. Uh, Quick let, draw McGraw. Yeah. Let me go to John. Hey, John. Hey, guys. Hey, John, what is your answer? Jim Constanti. That yeah! is correct. <laughs> that is correct, yes. Not Jim Constantly. <laughs> Jim, you're constantly pitching. All right. Let's put you out on the mound. All right, John, since you got that right, we are going to set you up with a premium multimedia headset and carrying case. And, the very uh, one endorsed by Jim Constantine. Hang on the line, <laughs> and you can join the MM Army at T-Mobile in the Willow Grove Mall Saturday from noon to 2. Play guitar hero to be Matt Court's concert correspondent from the Pearl Jam concert on the 28th. Visit WMMR.com for the details. T-Mobile will get the coverage you need at the price you want. So the breakdown of his 23-year marriage left Hulk Hogan feeling suicidal. Oh, my God. Apparently, this has come out. Uh, the wrestling legend admits in his new book, My Life Outside the Ring, that while coping... I was all torn up inside. I didn't know what to do. That was... It's like a book on tape. Play that music while you do that. Yeah, Hold yeah. on. If you can. When my wife left me, I was all torn up inside. I just kept sitting there, twisting my spandex, wondering how will I move on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, read, he admits this in his new book, My Life Outside the Ring, <laughs> that while coping with his son Nick's car accident uh, after splitting... I just sat there playing with my fake-haired bandana, wondering what will happen next. One less bell to answer, one less egg to fry. The hell am I talking about? <laughs> oh. oh, God. Uh, anyway, they said while well, well, coping with his son Nick's car accident after splitting from Linda Belia, he hit rock bottom. Well, it's all funny. And then I thought, what if I were to bang a 19-year-old? Get some uh, young chippy stinky on my hang down. God. Yeah, it's all fun and games. You know what I mean? You're banging the 19 year old, and then it's like it, reality hits you. It's right. like, okay, am I really going to have a life with this, my, you know, my daughter's friend? <laughs> right. <laughs> For, like, do you see yourself in the retirement home with your formerly 19 year old wife? Yeah, come uh, on. Uh, Thanks for going the distance, baby. Hogan credits his Gladiators uh, co star, uh, Layla Lee. Layla. Layla Lee. It took me over three months to learn how to say her name. <laughs> <laughs> with saving his life. Uh, I keep saying lolly, lolly, pop, lolly. Ah! <laughs> he admitted, actually, isn't that, he had a gun in his hand Whoa. after he downed a cocktail of Xanax and rum, and she called Where him. Where do you get those? Uh, Ali was reaching out after having noticed that he had seemed distracted at work, and he said that saved his life. Uh, Hulk, who's a bitter split from Linda, has made headlines for nearly two years, claims that his ex-wife is an abusive alcoholic who once threatened to beat his beat their son with a wine bottle. 
Uh, this isn't going to go over well. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he added that he's reignited that battle now. Oh, yeah. He added that uh, she initiated the divorce to his dismay, revealing, I practically begged her, please don't file. Our sons just had this accident. If we do this now, it'll make us look like the Britney Spears family. Do you know what I have to imagine in this case? Here's Hulk Hogan, and he was he was doing he was doing side action. He had oh, to sure. have it. It's just me? the nature of of what he did. Yeah, she got probably got sick of it at a certain point. Well, and she she got her own fame with the show. It, sure, it wasn't always you know in his you know tail. And when she was in here, didn't she make mention of of, of a tail? I know. It was sort of grims of you. <laughs> He's always looking up at the sky. He's always Pretty mother, wouldst thou listen to my tale? It is one of misery and woe. I shall play the lute and tell you stories of yore. <laughs> it came out and I was like, what, is, what does that mean? <laughs> it's always the You mean it. on his coattails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that what you were trying to say? <laughs> on his tail. Little tiny stubby tail. He has an actual physical tail. Imagine living with the secret that I have a tail. <laughs> A prehensile one, much like a sloth. <laughs> you can hang from that thing? Yeah. It can hang upside down and break open walnuts <laughs> with my gavel. Oh, no, don't don't even do that, please. Uh, but anyway, he says that he, oh my God. he begged her not to file. <laughs> he begged her not to file. Nummy. For divorce, and uh, and she did. But he said it was it was uh, you know uh, almost to where he wanted to take his own. He's going, to, going to whack himself. We'll have to see uh, what the book entails. Uh, tales. Tales. Yeah, tales. <laughs> he has one. Uh, moving on, another story. Bronson Pinchot. Yes, oh, best known as Balky Bart. How do you say Bartakamus? Bartakamus is uh, <laughs> accusing Tom Cruise, his yeah. co-star of 1983's Risky Business, of having talked negatively about gay people on the film set. In an interview with the AV Club, I don't know who the AV Club Those is. Those are the guys who bring the projectors into your class? Maybe his local <laughs> high school. But I think it's on The Onion, actually. They have a uh, video section. Oh, okay. Yeah, The but, Onion AV Club. Well, then this would... Uh, this is considered legit what he's yeah, saying, though. The, um, it's a legit wing of the onion. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, Pinchot said that back then the actor made constant, constant, unrelated homophobic comments. He it's said, an all-out gay palooza. He said uh, he would say it's like it's a nice day. I'm glad there are no gay people standing here. And he said it was very, very strange. Really? Yeah. Was, I think he was saying that as as an example, but uh, apparently so much so that I guess what he was trying to suggest is that is that Cruz was really. Trying to overcompensate Going by appearing very homophobic. Uh, right, now, mind you, this is Bronson Pinchot, yeah. who uh, is known to be a little creepy himself. Yeah. Well, and he is—is is he gay? No, no. He, no. In fact, he's no, creepily uh, hetero. Okay. Okay. In yeah. fact, when they had him in the surreal life, he was constantly pawing oh, all the yeah. women in the uh, yeah. in the show, okay. and and really disgusted. Was it Janice Dickinson? Was she on that one? Yeah. Yeah. She, she just hated his guts. That's right. Uh, Cruz's rep responded, <clears throat> excuse me, to the accusation, saying, obviously, this is so far removed from Tom be ridiculous. Uh, from who Tom Cruise <laughs> is as a person. This must have been said in jest. Uh, the actor's sexuality has uh, always been the subject of... Tom uh, Cruise won't come out of the closet! Speculation throughout the years, despite his marriages and relationships with high-profile actresses. Uh, meanwhile, Cruise and Katie Holmes, along with John Travolta and wife Kelly Preston, reportedly gathered with 4,000 other Scientologists in England last week... Oh, Awesome! To celebrate the 25th anniversary of the International Association of Scientologists. <laughs> what is this? Us Magazine. A Scientologist can be defined by a single question. Would you want others to achieve the knowledge you now have? 
UsMagazine.com reports that the celebrity couples were the surprise guests at the party. Uh, where Got a little surprise for you. Where Cruz addressed the masses to say, uh, because we never took our eyes off the ultimate prize, we stand where we are today. Was it about a year ago that that, that uh, tape of him addressing a Scientology convention came out where he was using all the bizarre sort of... Yeah. Nomenclature yeah. that they never heard it. LRH, yeah. LRH, and, and I'm oh. a I'm a Theta Seven, and a oh, whatever and, the hell it was. And, and the thing that surprised me, and and uh, about you know how powerful the Scientologists were, is that they were able to remove all of those videos from YouTube. Yes, they were able to get rid of a lot of the evidence that this video existed. But it yeah. was, I mean, you know, they have a lot of money. Yeah, well, a I guess a so. lot of money, and they can make stuff like that happen somehow or another. Yeah, you're right. Listen, um, if it makes them happy. Okay, well, more power to him. One of the best representations of uh, of Scientology is uh, the movie <laughs> Bowfinger. Yes. Oh my God! What's that? What's that? Mindhead. Mindhead mind yeah. is what they call it. Yeah, uh, it's That's funny great. as hell. Uh, moving on, Rosie O'Donnell has hinted. He loved a big girl. That was quick. Thank you. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell has uh, hinted that she and her longtime partner Kelly Carpenter may have uh, split. Uh, in an interview with USA Today, the 47-year-old said, "We're a family." Come and take me to Super Save tomorrow because I have a sale. We we will remember a. We will no. I'm sorry. We will remain a family forever. Oh, there you are. And we are working on our issues. Uh, the couple has <laughs> four children. Let me tell you something. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, we have the uh, the picture up in the studio. That's uh, Rosie morphed with one of the uh, those. Derek uh, was Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. And you god. know what? It, it works. It yeah. looks nice. genetically correct. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, by the way, I think it was over the weekend. Nick, you'd email me. <laughs> yeah. uh, you'd send a text to remind me that the Rosie. Riding with my sister on the bus or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, man. I watched the on? whole thing. It was on again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo! I, just immediately. Uh, all right, next time I'll text to everybody. But I just figured Thank Steve you. could use a pick me up, and yeah. I, I watched it, and I just. You're gonna take me to super safe tomorrow. She saw the whole movie. I mean, I, I, I imagine even retarded people are going, "Holy crap!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really good, cocker. It was actually not supposed to be a comedy, but oh, uh, the 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 the, uh, the uh, performance is so insulting. Just. <laughs> Just horrible. And that, that originally aired uh, during the hiatus between uh, radio stations, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh, my God, if we were only going to be on air know, tomorrow. Yeah. Hello? Well, Rosie and Kelly have four children together, Parker, Chelsea, Blake, and Vivienne. And did she, she gave birth to them. Did she not the partner? Did she? I don't think they adopted no, or Did they adopt or no, did she they, give birth? The first two they did because she got them before she was even with this Yeah, that's chick. what they adopted them. All right. Or at, um, least, at least a couple were... were, were uh... Maybe the last one was. All right. Although O'Donnell wouldn't confirm a National Enquirer report that Carpenter has moved out of their New York home, the paper wrote that with tears in her eyes, O'Donnell added, uh, but we're... Um, uh, but everything's fine and everybody's good and we're still both raising them together. We will both continue to parent them and we're friendly and everything's all right, she says. Sounds like it's a disaster. Did you ever see this morphing thing over here, Press? Look to your left. Uh, it, it, what is it? All right, look. Look where it starts. Kathy. Yeah. You kidding me. It's so great. Now Kathy I look like... into Rosie O'Donnell. Now I look like Rosie. No, put that on the website. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, check PrestonandSteve.com in just a moment. Nick will have that up in mere seconds. Oh. You're like 10 scooter pies away from that, Kathy. <laughs> Keep eating.
Uh, Jason Mesnick is engaged again. Uh, the the he, Bachelor? He was The Bachelor, yes. And this time he has gotten engaged to runner-up, revised winner, Molly Mullaney. But this was the one that he said at the end of his run on The Bachelor. He said he could marry the girl he had... Be, it was leading to believe he was going to marry. Yeah, that was Melissa Rycroft. Okay, right. Yeah, the, right. The, oh, that's right. The laughing girl. Yeah. Right. He, and then he, he married the one he said he really had feelings for? Well, he's. Uh, <laughs> he's engaged to her. All right. Uh, anyhow, uh, he made headlines last spring after asking uh, Melissa. Melissa Rycroft to marry him during the show's finale, then dumped her on TV after admitting to having lingering feelings for Mulaney. What a dick. Uh, People Magazine reports that the couple who have been maintaining a long-distance relationship are in New Zealand, the site of Mesnick's ill-fated first proposal, so that he can do what he should have done the last time that he was there and ask Molly to marry him. So. Well, if he marries her, he'll be the only only the second couple to ever successfully be generated by one of these shows. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, and but she wasn't the actual winner, but... Yeah, you know, I know. It, it'll have a little asterisk. <laughs> I know, I, yeah. But I, I think uh, Melissa Rycroft, the first chick, is just... Drop, Amazing. Drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> Despite the hideous laugh. Uh, <laughs> the judge in the John Travolta extortion case has yes. declared a mistrial. I declare this mistrial. <laughs> after a member of parliament announced that the defendant, former Senator Pleasant Bridgewater. Pleasant Bridgewater, Mace Windu, with a Boba Fett, and uh, his tauntaun approached the bench. <laughs> the Listen, boys, uh, we're going over to Jabba's place after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, apparently, Senator Pleasant Bridgewater had been acquitted by the jury. Um, and uh, Justice uh, Anita Allen said that she was reluctantly ordering a new trial in the interest of justice because, a poli because of the politician's statement. So the, the, the member of parliament made the announcement. Before the decision had been rendered. Exactly. And because the po politician's statement in a speech broadcast on television and radio gave the appearance of an improper leak from the jury room. So, they so this means they're going to have to drag Travolta and his wife back into court yeah, to re relive all this crap. The whole thing. Uh, the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. So we shall see what ends up happening. I know you, you were in Greece. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know uh, when they're planning on doing that, but uh, they, they have declared it a mistrial. All right. And then uh, finally, Eddie Murphy is willing to take a huge loss on the New Jersey property that he put up for sale. The New York Daily News reports that the comedian has slashed the price of his half house in half Whoa. from $30 million to $15 million. Whoa. Whoa. <clears throat> Come that on, guys. Let's huge. chip in. <laughs> uh, as it has sat on the market for five years. Whoa. Is He's this this palatial place? <clears throat> that, uh, okay, because this, this is like a, a castle, this place. Property boasts a bowling alley theater and recording studio, so you know it's massive. Yeah, that's not the studio where he recorded uh, Party All the Time, was it? Oh. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, real estate broker Dennis McCormick says it's a beautiful house in 10 minutes from Manhattan. The home was recently renovated, and I listed it three weeks ago. So they have cut it in half. So there you go. A, a nice uh, nice starter home for you. Sure, yeah. All right, and now I got a, a clip. Yeah, a clip. Singular clip. A clip. And it's Uma Thurman. She talks. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, she's uh, Admiral Ackbar. Admiral Ackbar. That's right. I forgot about that. She stars in the new film, uh, Motherhood, and she talks about why she was drawn to the movie. Here is the clip. film about the day in the life of a real mother. I thought that was something completely fresh in, in, in some way. So I thought it was great. I loved it. It was funny. It made me, it made me cry. That's crazy! 
Easy. There you go. Uma Thurman. That's it. That's all I got for you this morning. Now, more with Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Boy, you got a big old pecker for being such a little squirrel. All right. What the hell is that? <laughs> it's from the Jesse James movie. Oh, my God. Is that Brad Pitt? No, no. That's uh, the dude from... Um, um, uh, uh, the uh, Parks and Recreation. We had him in the studio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what is that guy's name? <laughs> uh, Zach Efron. Mm. Yeah. That is not Zach Efron. Chris Novoselic. Listen a little bit later. Chris Novoselic. <laughs> That's know, uh, from Nirvana, the bassist? Yeah, yeah. Chris no. Efron. Uh, anyway, we have uh, a little bit later on in the show, speaking of movies, uh, the uh, two stars of uh, Boondock Saints and uh, Troy and Duffy, two. who's the director, who are going to be here, Sean Patrick Flannery and uh, Norman Reedus will be in, and we do have a screening of that tonight. We do have a few uh, slots available, so we'll give those away through the course of today. Yeah, we're, Kathy and I are doing Valley of Fear. I would love to go to the Boondock Saints, but I also love Valley of Fear, so I'm torn. But yep. Come out and visit us. Paul Schneider. Paul Schneider. Uh, there he oh, is that the guy? Yeah. John Schneider. Yeah. Paul. No, Paul Schneider. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Queensryche will be here performing live in the studio. They're playing at the TLA tonight. And Lita Ford will be performing as well. And she's going to stop by and spend a little bit of time with us. And uh, David Tell is going to be here today, too. And uh, there's just a, a whole lot going on. Um, I wish I could have been at the game last night. Oh, man. And, you know, it had to have been unbelievable. Nick was there. And you said you had uh, great seats. I did. And I really want to thank uh, Kim and Jeff and uh, their buddy, uh, Joe. I sat with them. I, I I sat in a section that had never been in before. It was a 244, which is upstairs in left field by Harry the K's. And uh, these people were just the nicest people on the planet. They're huge fans of the show. Been listening to MMR forever. So thank you to those guys, Kim and Jeff. And, and didn't uh, the uh, Victorino bomb yeah, right, 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 right here? Yeah, yeah, right yeah, below yeah. where I was sitting. That Very home run cool. was fantastic. I actually um, I had an appearance last night from 6 to 8. I was at the bridge in West Philly. So I, I left that at yeah. like 7.59 uh, to get down to the stadium as quickly as possible. And I'm walking into the stadium as Worth hit the three-run home run. Oh, wow. So I heard the crowd erupting and then, you know, ran up to the stands and, and, you know, saw the replay as it happened. But it just, you know, what can you say? It was just an amazing atmosphere. And those seats are perfect. I sat there, like, last summer, Ryan Howard had a three-home run game. Yeah. He went four for four. That I mean, great seats. But I got a text from you last night. It just, I, I love the Philadelphia crowd because Manny Ramirez, he just he's just such an unlikable guy. Yeah. But every time he got up to bat prior to yesterday's game, people were chanting, like, you took steroids. <laughs> right. But then last night, what were they chanting, Nick? Uh... Shower time or hit, hit, hit the, the shower. Oh. <laughs> so here's the thing. I walk in last night and I see, you know, a dozen people wearing shower caps. Oh, and, I, and I didn't, it, it didn't register with me at first. And I, I'm pretty astute when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I was like, why are they wearing shower That's caps? Brilliant. That's, That's great. Awesome. And I had asked somebody and they're like, because uh, of Manny. I was like, oh, yeah. And but you know what? Even though they say, even though they say that, you know, we're professional athletes, and, you know, we don't let that stuff get to us. It, it works. It oh, it works. It does. It does distract them. At, at least in a tiny bit. I mean, yeah. they, they are uh, desensitized to it to sure. some extent. Yeah. But if it's constant, uh, <laughs> yeah. then, then they can't help but co going, come on, man, with this. When are they going to stop? <laughs> every right? time he comes to the plate, every time he goes out to left field, the crowd was giving it to him. It, it was great. I just wonder, like, if we play the Yankees, who, you know, what, what can we chant to, like, oh. Alex Rodriguez? Or... Yeah, A-Rod will hear it. It'll, you know, a lot of gay Rod and yeah. you know, uh -huh. Jeter will get it. Hey, he also did the steroids, too. That's good yeah. point. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. And what about uh, is is he dating Kate Hudson? Who's dating? Yeah, her, right? And Madonna. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. He'll they, they'll they'll have some fun with that. If we uh, if if the Phillies play the Yankees, this, like it's just going to be a disaster. All like, hell's like, going to break loose. I, well, in the city, but in my family, like honestly, I, I'm pretty sure that like relationships are going to break up. Like, Do you have you have diehard Yankee fans in your family? Oh my, my well, my whole family is from New York, so the people that still live in New York, they are diehard. I mean, they're as big of Yankees fans as we are Phillies fans. Wow. Yeah, you know, same same deal. I'm, I'm yeah. from New York as well, and and uh, I never li- never liked the Yankees because to me they were always a store bought team. Right, right. <laughs> you but, know, yeah. You know what though, Steve? I, and I feel the same way about you. But and I think that's that's the case with younger Yankees fans. But I was talking to a gentleman who who became a fan of the Yankees like during the Mickey Mantle days, and it's like, oh, all right, you get a pass. Yeah. Right, you know that's I mean? legit. I, I mean, that, that, that's that's when the team. Yeah, I, I grew up in Middle America, far moved yeah. away, removed from the from the East Coast. But I, I I grew up knowing of the lore of that era of the Yankees and DiMaggio and, yeah. and you know and all these great great greats that came out. So I've always had a little bit of respect for the franchise in that regard. Sure, yeah. sure. But screw them. Yeah. <laughs> well, well Steinbrenner's the big. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, they're the greatest team in the history of baseball. They have more championships than anybody else. And I grew up obviously a Phillies fan. So uh, being a National League fan, I didn't really. Care that much about the Yankees. They right. weren't that good in the 80s anyway, and uh, it was just much more fun to hate the Mets. But then I got to college, and the Yankees started to get it good again, and I lived in a fraternity, and about half the guys in the fraternity uh. were Yankees fans, and I didn't realize how obnoxious Yankees fans <laughs> could, could actually be. And watching them lose the 1995 uh, ALDS it was, sweet. Uh, was fantastic, <laughs> and then they won four World Series sure. in five years. You can't argue with that. No. Yeah, and, but, but it's, uh, no, I, I know the, exactly what you're talking about. And, and Kathy, you're right. I mean, they're they're passionate. They're good baseball fans. They know a lot about the team and the sport, but it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, assuming, again, that they go on to win, uh, you know, beat the Angels. It's going to be fun to hate Yankees fans next yeah, week. How do more. we... How do we how do we rack up against them if that is the case? They're you know good. what? We did good against them this summer. You yeah. know, the one game that they did beat us, they came from behind. We gave Lidge, I think, blew a save. Yeah, I think um, A-Rod did a home run, actually. Yeah. Um, but when we matched up against them, I, I recall us actually doing pretty good against them. You know, and, yeah. They had the best record in the majors this year, you know, and they're, they're a really good team. Um, do you and, notice the wild part? It, Nick is is that I mean you're 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 a train ride you're a, car, a quick car ride away. Yeah. I'm just I trying mean, to. It, you know, if it had been uh, out in L. A., you know, that would have made it entirely. Well, we can't say conclusively. Right, no, right. It's, like, it's looking that way. It's it's looking that way. Game one will be Wednesday in New York. Is it Friday's game game two or do they go back to uh, back no, nights? Uh, it's Wednesday, Thursday, in New York, <sighs> and then um, Halloween is game three. Here, here in Philadelphia, which is also happens to be the last night of the Spectrum, the Pearl Jam yeah. show. So it's Pearl Jam of the Spectrum. <laughs> Unbelievable. And then game three is across the street at the ballpark. Well, you know Jesus. what? You know what will be cool, though, is at least that, uh, well, but this is going to be the same for both teams, but nobody's going to be road weary uh, because of long True. travel. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's just a train ride up and down, you know, so it shouldn't be too tough. I wonder what it's going to do to um, <clears throat> scalped ticket prices because last yeah. year you were actually, uh, I, I bought a ticket for the Rays series for 600 bucks. It was a great seat. That's a lot of money, um, but uh, it was worth it to me for a World Series ticket. Uh, yeah, and it was right behind the Rays dugout. It was like twelve rows up. Uh, ticket prices for the Yankees, with like you said, Preston. You know, people being able to go back and forth with a train ride or a bus ride. Yeah, that's uh, going to make ticket prices insane. You're right. Anybody here gonna? And, and you and Marissa. I don't know. Ones, I'm gonna try. You're gonna but, try to you? go to New York, though. Is my I'm gonna, question. I would like to try to go to New York, but the Thursday night game is just not. 
You know, if, games, if it was a Friday work. night game a re- at all costs, I would try. A regular nine, like someone on a nine to five schedule, mm-hmm. I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of people, uh, you know, I'm going to be in a little bit later t- tomorrow. But because think about people, it, like, people are going to try to work that. But then again, you know, that you're right, Nick, with the, with the scalp tickets and stuff like that. I mean, they're going to go through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when does that, uh, when do they go, uh, when can people start to get to you know what? purchase them? I, I don't know. They uh, should be able to now because it's, it, we already know, we, you know, game three will be in Philadelphia. Right. Would Games put, one and two will be somewhere else. Would they put game three up for sale before one and two? I don't know. I don't know if that's, if, uh, t- I don't know how it works. Physically possible. Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, they already have, way, for next year's World Series, uh, they have that on. Right. Marissa <laughs> handed a note that said Yankees fans already pay tons of money uh, for tickets already, so World Series tickets are just going to be oh, yeah. unbelievably expensive control. if that's them. And uh, then there's, God, there's all kinds of games going on. Saturday, uh, Flyers, Pearl Jam, and Phillies, and then Sunday, <laughs> Giants, uh, Eagles, and Phillies. Uh, God. <laughs> Giants? So imagine yeah. Giants, Eagles, <laughs> Phillies, Yankees oh, on a Sunday. That's pretty awesome because yeah. isn't it um, Giants are Yankees fans, Jets or Mets fans? I think so. so yes. that's that's in, yeah. in New York, and that's and, and as I've said many times before, in New York, the big rivalries are not with any teams outside of the state. Mets fans against Yankees fans, and in Giants versus Jets, and Islanders versus Rangers. But and, but Giants fans are, are Yankees fans usually. Yeah. Typically, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Hang on. Let me get. Uh, I got Rob on the line, who is a Yankees fan. Rob, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, man. What's up? Hey, yeah, I heard you guys before. We're talking about Yankees fans. What were we talking oh, about? Yeah, or, or, or. <laughs> Wait. Sorry, let him get, just, yeah, just let him get his stinger. <laughs> you know, I hate that more than anything. Hey, hey. Rob, go ahead, go Rob. ahead, Rob. I want to tell you why I'm such a good Yankees fan. Okay. Back in the 80s, my old man brought me to the stadium. <laughs> and I was Sorry. a good Tom Mattingly fan. And uh, literally, the camaraderie for the Yankees to the fans was brought on the best. Okay. I used to go, I used to go over the dugout. Hand over a baseball or a card, and sure enough, it would get hand back signed. So, you know, to have camaraderie for the fans like that, you can't beat Yankees fans. So I heard you guys talking about how being getting a pass for a Mickey Mantle fan or a Mickey Mantle, uh, right. you know, uh, being with the Mickey Mantle from back in the day and yeah. now they're store bought. So I think uh, Yankees fans can go a long way there. So, All right. so All you, right. say, you say, boy, none. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Rob. Thanks. Take it easy. We'll talk to you later. Uh, none. You gotta let him at least. I, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry, Rob. No, no. And then Walk. I and then I cracked up when he called the old man. <laughs> yeah, me the old man. <laughs> we'll 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 see. You know that 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 would be indicative of of uh, of the, the the Phillies as well. You yeah. know, being a fan. I mean that and that's. Listen, you know they're 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 formidable. There's no no two ways about it. And, and I think it'll make for a much better series than it would for the Angels. I mean, the Angels are a really good team, but it's it's like Dodgers fans. Obviously, they're both Los Angeles teams, and and you know they they don't know baseball as well. They they have the Angels fans have rally monkeys and thunder sticks and the whole nine to get <laughs> anybody into it. Rally, rally monkeys, monkeys and thunder sticks. Yeah, I'm not yeah. that, I'm not kidding. Um, it, it sounds like the stuff you win at the uh, concession at Dave and Buster. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Rather, I want a rally monkey. You'd, you'd rather. Have a, a formidable opponent, yeah. correct, as well, opposed to a, a pushover. I, it, definitely. And what does that say? You know, if the Phillies are able to go on and, and take the whole thing and win the World Series, I mean that 
brings them into the upper echelon of the best sports teams uh, of the past decade or I two. Agree. I agree, that, and that's what I was saying earlier, is that, you know, that, listen, just to get to this point again, to come back and be in the game again <laughs> validates it. Definitely. Here's, here's a great instant message that says, imagine how Mets fans feel. They're <laughs> two most hated teams in oh, the yeah. World that's Series. True. And he's right. Either one of their most hated teams. Well, the, the Yankees aren't in it yet, but I mean, it's it's obviously looking like that's going to happen, but if they are... <laughs> Mets hate Yankees. The Mets fans will be... They, they have nowhere Curious. to go. There will be no upside. <laughs> It'll no. look like Jonestown. Yeah. <laughs> I, um... You know, not to be a pessimist here, but I was talking about this the other day. Uh, who would who would you rather lose to? You know, I, I, I don't think I would... I, I, I don't think I could handle losing to the Yankees because of the amount of fans that, that live in this area. Like, at least oh. if we lost to the Angels. Yeah, you um, wouldn't have to worry about no, their, their throngs of fans. They're living all the way over there. Philly. And Mike Sosha, the, the manager, he's from Morton. Yeah. You know? And he's yeah, a good but guy. I, I think taking that chance, you know, that the Phillies will win and then that we would have that against them is worth it. <laughs> Jeez. Is it? It's, it's yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Because if we get the win, it's then we have it over them. It's called gambling. Yeah, yeah. Right. the problem with gambling is someone loses, though. <laughs> right. Hang on, let me go to uh, Parker. Hey, Parker. Good morning, Cadzooks. brother, what's up? We got two tickets up in two hundred six. Yep. We've already gotten offers of a thousand dollars a piece for them. Oh, wow. wow. A thousand. They're only like a hundred and fifty dollars face. Down. How how do normal people end up going to the World Series? You I know, get I mean, that. I mean, just average income. How how you know how can you go and unless you're already uh, what's that? Like a ticket lottery. I mean, tickets are available to the public at a regular price. Just unfortunately, uh, a lot of them don't get it. You how, know, how do you get in on the ticket lottery? Uh, if you're a season ticket holder, right? Um, you well, know, but hold you, on, you Case, that the, way. Don't the season ticket holders? I guess it based on what plan you have. Because my husband has. Tickets has World Series tickets. Yeah, and he—he's a season ticket holder. It wasn't a lottery or anything. He just no, it was no, part no. of their plan, I guess. Yeah. So it okay. depends. Part like, of the inducement to being a season fan, right? Right. right. You automatically have like dibs. But does it depend on tickets. on which? package you buy i guess there there are different yeah. packages i know he you know he doesn't have the the top package but i mean they still have they in don't your, have in every, your eyes he does yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't have every uh every game in the world series but they i think he has like one game and their seats are not their season uh season t- you know the, oh, the okay. ones they have now all they'll season. be moved up a oh, little yeah, bit like right up. right <laughs> i just saw this message that made uh, me laugh it says don't you disrespect <laughs> me yuck 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 <laughs> wait what is that from that's it's from, from the, the the, the, the New York people. Yeah, he's down with Ocean City. That was it. Okay. That's why I jumped all over Rob because he was like, New York. I was like, New York, oh, New, York, New, York. New York. I'm sorry, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The New York neighbors from down the shore. <laughs> Don't you disrespect. <laughs> Hang on. Let me go to uh, Greg. Hey, Greg, what's going on? Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Greg? Uh, nothing. I just wanted to say, like, you guys, you want a formidable. Uh, opponent, but if the Yankees play, even if the Phillies lose, you guys will be like, oh, they, they buy their team and everything. It's so true. Even- <laughs> no, you're right, because they do. You know? <laughs> no, they don't. I mean, they're on farm system people on the team. It's not like they're, like, all right, A-Rod to share Sabathia, but you got Jeter, you got Posada, you know, you got all those guys, Mariana Rivera, Andy Pettit. A-Rod. I mean, I said him, but then he yeah. I said, but... <laughs> No, but you know what I mean. Like you guys, you guys want that opponent, and then if you beat us, you say, well, "Oh, we beat the Yankees." And if you lose, dude, listen. Beat, but uh, the hey, no matter what side you're on, 
if you lose, you're going to have an excuse. I mean, that's all there is to it. Number one, no matter what team you root for, is the greatest team with the greatest fans. Of course. No matter what happens, you're going to have an excuse. I mean, you know, it's just the nature of sports, man. That's all. And also, and the the funny thing is, the the irony is, is that if we had a shot at you know buying, we'd be all over it. Yeah, if we had the the cable money that the Yankees had and the revenue that the Yankees had, we we would spend it too. But you have to have something to piss and moan about. Exactly. Well, I know, and and the Phillies have uh, probably in the top ten on. On uh, you know uh, num- uh, ranking on salaries for their players, but the the Yankees have been store bought for a long time, and they haven't made it to the World Series. They haven't made it yet this year, but this year they gelled. They became a really good team. So you know, give them credit where credit is due. I mean, we're we're bought a little bit, right? We got Cliff Lee, which yeah. you know was a trade, not you know a free agent acquisition. Uh, Raul Abanez we picked up. Yeah, uh, Feliz wasn't you know he didn't come up from our our farm. They system. spent a lot of money on yeah. a guy through the farm system, but Ryan Howard, you know, they didn't lose him to the Yankees. They didn't lose him to the Sox. So. Yeah, <laughs> we spend money too. Hey, last night at the end of the game, uh, did you stay up for the whole thing? I did. did yeah. You, did they play the the Blues Brothers song? They didn't. No, no? because you know what? It wasn't as an exciting uh, of an ending. Finish, yeah. It, yeah. It was just you know a pop up uh, or not a pop up, but like you know a short fly ball. But I was waiting for it. You were waiting for. This. I was waiting for this, but they played something. They played um oh um a, a Who song. What Who song did they? Play? Uh, Behind Blue Eyes. <laughs> 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 uh, did they do Who Are You or uh, Bob O'Reilly? Maybe? I won't get fooled again. Don't maybe get that, fooled again, yeah. Was that it? Um, we have it on the, the No, meet clip. the new boss. That's what it is. <laughs> Same that's as the old boss. boss. That's, yeah. that's Don't Get Fooled okay. Again. It was, yeah. it was don't box. Get Fooled Again. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. With the boss. Um, <laughs> Behind blue eyes. Uh, I, the reason I bring this up <laughs> is Casey got this email that he gave to me, and it is from Darren Leary, who is the uh, VIP video of Philly's Fanavision. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. He's a guy that runs all that stuff, and he says, uh, "Hey, man, we play that after every victory." So they play that song after. Did they every play victory. it? At the, like they didn't play it right away. The the Blues Brothers song. Yeah, yeah. No. they played a lot. Turn you loose, but it didn't. It was more it was noticeable like, after Dust the, in the Wind. Yes, <laughs> normally it's a lot of Kansas, uh, but after the Rollins, it was just a lot more noticeable because they they cranked it up immediately, yeah. and you were paying attention to it. And then they did uh, the Living Years at Mike yes, the Mechanic right, song. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Father yeah. who died. Yeah, yeah. That. When you die. <laughs> Uh, this isn't really good for this. <laughs> he said, uh, I it- never said I love you to a father. <laughs> It's a time. It's a time of introspection here at Citizens Bank Park. Think about your dad. And are you as close to him as you really should be? Oh yeah, we're going to the World Series. Yay! <laughs> dad. Dad. dad, I love you, man. Uh, he writes. Uh, no, this is from Darren. He said, uh, "Yo, we play that after every victory. As soon as the game is over, we play drama from Entourage." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Kevin Dillon's character. Yeah. What do they play of him? He says just victory. Oh, oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it just says drama. Yeah. yeah. That, it's him yelling. He just victory! Goes, victory really loudly from the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's uh, uh, Kevin Dillon's character. Uh, platoon. He screams victory. Uh, then we go right into the Blues Brothers song. Ring the bell. Yeah. Uh, they ring the bell. Yep. Uh, we put up the Phillies win graphics. And then we put on high hopes from Harry. Yeah, it took right. a long time to get high hopes out last night. I think they, uh, the Darren and the other people within the stadium were waiting for the Phils to come out potentially to, uh, you know, to grace Harry's. Yeah, pay homage. But they didn't. Did but they? they? They didn't last yeah. night. Um, but they were all on the field and they were hanging with fans and high fiving and stuff, and that was cool. I want to know how they do the the fireworks because every home run it, that's hit. Have fire, you seen th- it's the amazing. guys up there? No, there oh, are, they I thought that there. was like automated. No, yeah. there are dudes. If and I noticed it, I think. Maybe for the first time this season, 
there are dudes on on the uh, left field side, behind home plate, and right field side walking around up there, and it's a little daunting to yeah. be up there that high. I, I don't yeah. know what kind of protection they have, but it's it's. I guess they're in, in charge of the fireworks. Do they have to repack them every time, or is it just? I would imagine like... that they have enough packed for the game, but that that's a good yeah. question because. They seem so so flawless, yeah. Right? You know, and then when they cut to the aerial shot, it just looks fantastic. Well, they they have all that stuff timed out with the networks too. Uh, you know, because yeah. right right when the they second come back, they hear the first strains of "Candle in the Wind." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, right when they, right when they 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 come back from commercial as they are about to s- start the first pitch, they shoot off two blasts uh, into the air. And uh, and if and if you, I, I went to um, you know when they were playing the Rockies to the uh, divisional series, right? And uh, you know they announce, okay, we're about ready to go live. Everybody, start waving those towels you know so they kind of cue the crowd as to when tv's going live we have some really competitive fireworks setups uh, here i i they might be the best in the country i don't know i haven't seen any other ones so uh but they're pretty damn good man i i've always been impressed with uh, the fireworks at the at the fills yeah here's a clip of victory from drama okay i I, I don't know this clip victory (laughs) all right that's it yeah yeah from right. drama? Yeah. From drama! Okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Are they, are they missing an obvious? Is there a song that should be uh, part of the ritual? You know what, man? In 1993, when the Phils went to the World Series, they did uh, Whoop, There It Is. And, no. uh, and oh, I, it, was, it was a hit. I swear to God. Yeah, it's it cool. Was, it was great. You know, and it was a hit back then, and now <laughs> it's kind of cheesy and silly, but... It was a cool song to have as a, as a sort of a rally, and they still do celebration by Cool and the Gang, which you is know, a that, great song. Yeah, when uh, when I was a kid, and <laughs> good Obama, come on! when the uh, it's Obama, Obama in '82, when the cards won, they, that's that was the big, yeah, thing. that was the big theme, and and uh, everybody would go crazy over that. But there <laughs> <laughs> you go. <laughs> I don't know why. They would choose this song, but this one goes out to Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> taken from us at a young age, more than likely involved with the Kennedys. Might have been a murder. <laughs> uh, hang on, let me go to uh, Bill. Hey, Bill, what's going on, man? Hey, you guys rock. Hi, you, Bill. What you's got to say? I'm surprised after the entire year with Harry Callis that nobody mentioned him last night. I didn't hear a sound clip, nothing. Really, not at all? They didn't even play the... uh the high hopes? They did play high hopes. Yeah. It just took a while for them to get to it. Um, Bill, I, I Bill are, you ta- of- are you talking about in the broadcast? Yeah, in the broadcast and when they were interviewing the Phillies, nobody I mentioned that uh, Harry Callis at all. Well, they did. You remember in the, in the division series they made a big... Or no, when they were going to the division series. Remember when they made it to the postseason? That's when yeah. they went over to the wall and, and did all that stuff. So maybe they didn't want to do it every time, you know what I mean? To, to, and, to lessen it? And, and hang on right, right, to, right, yeah. to really you know, give it a, a, a good... Uh, when they know, do it, it means more. The back. Yeah. yeah, no, I think you're probably right. Possibly. <laughs> Dust in the wind! Oh, man. Dust uh, in the wind blowing us right up the turnpike! I was watching, uh, I, I immediately flipped over to Comcast Sportsnet to, to see their post-game coverage, and they had a guy, I can't remember his name, but he was in McFadden's afterwards, and he made the mistake of, all right, we're going to go to the crowd, and they had this one guy who had, it was like, it was, it was like he had a prepared speech to the people of Why I'm Missing, but then after him, yeah, and after him, they, they had this girl, and she was just like, yay, Billy's, oh. yay, yay. 
<laughs> and like had basically nothing to say except for like, yeah, and it was just so they, weird. They need something. to hire somebody, a professional crowd observer when they do that because a lot yeah. of times it was ABC the other morning and they, they were out at some place and there was a guy I would not have picked to go to if he had paid me to go to me. <laughs> It's at the It's on time coming. <laughs> and then you know, the, the, Marty Feldman eyes are going all over the place and drools going, dun, 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 dun. Uh, Steve and I, we were watching it together. Yeah, it's like, why that like, guy? What happened? Uh, but you know, in, in a city that's already perceived as the ugliest in the country, <laughs> you go to that guy? Yeah, but like when I'm at Chickies for the, for the Eagles games, it's the same thing because you'll talk to people and you're like, okay, so, you know, you, you know, what do you think of the win or, or whatever? And they go, on oh, no, no, okay, okay, save it for the year, save it for the year, you know, come on with yeah, me. Yeah. And then you go to him, he's like, oh, oh, yeah, it was awesome. Good yeah, game. I'm like, really? You just talked my ear off for 20 minutes and now that's all you have to say? Go birds. God, no. Yeah. Too damn funny. <laughs> to the people of why I'm missing. <laughs> I mean, um, it was so funny. I was like, oh, I, I, I need this clip. But uh, I, I tell you what still I loved, and I watched it again this morning, was of, uh, and we had Michael Barkan on uh, yesterday, of uh, him and, and uh, Darren Dalton and, and uh, Ricky Vitalico. Uh, we were at Chickies and Pete's yesterday, went down there as we were getting ready to, to map things out for our Totally Office calendar signing party, which is coming up. Uh, we'll tell you about that down the road. But when, after you guys left, I was at my mom and sister. Mm -hmm. I mean, my mom and uh, wife and daughter were there, so I was hanging out with them, and we were standing outside, and uh, these three guys came walking by, and I hear them go, yeah, and they started high-fiving each other, and they were going, <laughs> yeah, Phil's, blah, blah, and they were talking about that particular that's clip. Cool, Everybody's cool. all excited about that. Two great internet clips, that and the uh, Henry Hill celebrating to the Jimmy Rollins. I Dude! didn't see that. Oh, my Dude, God, it's so it. awesome. Dude, I have not seen okay, this. Right Nick now. said that to yeah. me. Whoever cut that together is brilliant. Oh, so great. It, it's a real short clip. You've got to see this. It's from... Uh, um, Goodfellas. Uh, Goodfellas. When he's in the shower and he's hearing on the radio yeah, yeah, yeah. about the, the heist that took place at the oh, airport. Oh, and the, the Lufthansa heist. And they, yeah. and they, and they play the audio of, uh, Jimmy Rollins hitting the, the triple and the, the expression on his face with what go, with the announcers are saying is just timed out perfect. And he starts screaming, Jimmy! Because Jim, Jimmy's uh, De Niro's character. De Niro's yeah. character. Oh, that's awesome. It is absolutely outstanding. You have got to see this. It's Kathy, you can make it through. It's like 15 <laughs> seconds long. Nick, put, is that our featured? It's a featured item, the yeah. featured item on PrestonandSteve.com. It's absolutely awesome. That's I watched great. it about 10 times last night. Well, we're headed to the shelf. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. It is absolutely Woo! awesome. And uh, the celebrations are just beginning, but we got uh, we got a few more games to get underway. <laughs> but the excitement you can you can taste it. We've got to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Gobbleroo, uh, which is uh, Wednesday night, the twenty fifth of November, the night before Thanksgiving, considered to be the biggest party night of the year. We have a lot of events that are happening that particular night. Uh, Pierre's going to be with the gang at Baru Review. Yeah. Uh, Jackson's got a big local shots event that's going on. Casey's going to be handling the fish show at the Wachovia Center. And then the rest of us are going to be prepared for a great night of awesome comedy in a great room, the Tower Theater. Oh, perfect. Yep. And uh, three of the best are going to be there. Greg Giraldo, Jeffrey Ross, and this guy. Tattoos are cool because, you know, they don't belong on your body, but you put it there to say something about yourself. You know, much like my rolls of fat. You see that? <laughs> that does not belong on a human body. And I put it there to say something about me. I don't like fruit. I don't like it. 
Long bike ride, I'm out. Hot dog eating contest, I'm listening, yeah. So my friends want me to start jogging, you know, that's the way to lose weight. I'm not into jogging. Not because I'm against the jogging, it's just that joggers are always the ones that find the dead body. <laughs> you never find a dead body when you're sitting at home eating ice cream watching porno, do you? <laughs> I was changing porno tapes and I saw a foot. Uh, comedian's comedian, Mr. David Town. Yeah. Hey. hey, Dave, how you doing, man? Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, congratulations on the Phillies. Yeah, baby. Yeah, pretty wild. The city's yeah, on fire. Uh, it must be. Yeah, yeah. not literally. <laughs> no, we avoided that. Yeah, that was last year. Well, that's uh, great, guys, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty damn awesome. Do you have a Do you have a team that you pull for, Dave? Um, no, not really. <laughs> okay. I'm in New York, but you know, I've been broken hearted so many times. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Understood. I think I'm going to go uh, start following uh, uh, not college, but high school um, <laughs> sports. Yeah. High school sports. Because yeah. the kids got dreams. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a little more sincere. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And what's the deal with the umps? I mean, can we get the replay going or what? Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big deal. Are, are do you? Uh, I mean, some people are, are hardline against it. Yeah, but... I know. I think I think what needs to be is. Is whatever provides the most accurate information about the game needs to be imparted. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm sorry. No, no, yeah, I don't. I don't know why they're so reticent to do that. Well, you know why? Because they're they're like our own strain of like Taliban. They're afraid of technology, <laughs> afraid of losing control. True. They dress weird. Right. <laughs> Join the 21st century already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so have you been, Dave? You've been on the road? Or, yeah, I've been on the road. I'm looking forward to the show, uh, yeah. you know, Thanksgiving, because it's going to be a good one. I'm a very small part of it. It's Greg Geraldo and Jeff Ross, and I believe Joe DeRosa, who's a local. Oh, yeah, he's great. Uh, yeah, very exciting guy. And they've all done a ton on Comedy Central. We've seen the roast, so head-to-head. The two best guys that are on the roast, uh, yeah. Geraldo and Ross. This, no question. This is the collection, and, and you, I have to say, sir, at the at the head of the list, the 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 stand up comedians that make me laugh out loud. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. and so this is a this is a cannot miss show. I don't know if I'll still be doing balloon boy jokes. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> hey, Dave, did you do a New Year's Eve show at the Tower a few years back? Yeah, that was a good show too. I, I did it with. Uh, Lewis Black and Mitch Hedberg. And oh, was, wow. Yeah, that, and, was, um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Mike, um, uh, the guy that we have on all the Berbiglia? time. Berbiglia? That's right, yeah. He, I think he was there, too. Yeah, I, I went to that show, and it was phenomenal. And uh, when you do shows with other top-notch comedians like that, do you ever just get a chance to go out and watch some other set? you got to watch them so that we're not doing the same joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true, yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I like watching, like, uh, Jeff and uh, and Geraldo. I never really get a chance to see them because I'm on the road, they're on the road, and, you know, it's cool when we're all together so you can see what everybody's up to. But I see them in New York a lot. You know, we all play, like, at the Comedy Cellar. Uh, it's fun. It's fun to watch the other guys, and those guys are a lot of fun, too. So, you know, I'm into it. Are you going to be a little bit bummed out that you're not going to be in your hometown on uh, the night before Thanksgiving hanging out at the uh, local bar with uh, all your old high school friends? <laughs> <laughs> well, now thanks to Facebook, I'm going to have a potluck. <laughs> you have a potluck party. Yeah, I think everybody should do that with their Facebook friends. They just put them in a hat, and you, whoever you draw, you got to fly to their town and pretend yeah. that you're really friends with them. That'd be That's great. Yeah. yeah. Dave, are you uh, are you married? Do you have kids or anything? 
No, I don't. Oh, you don't? Okay, so... Not with me and my mother on the holidays. Is <laughs> really? I was going to ask, what do you do on those special days? Well, I hang with my mother, and I usually, uh, you know, get an escort off of Craigslist and tell her it's my girlfriend. <laughs> and, um, you know, we just uh, make do. And, you know, she pretends that it's all normal, and we, uh, you know, watch a couple episodes of uh, Intervention. <laughs> uh, Sane's uh, stomach ache, and it's over. There you go. Oh, my God. No, it, it, it's... Uh, holidays are overrated, I'd say. Halloween is a way better holiday, you know. I yeah. mean, I don't know about you guys. You guys have a parade down there, don't you? Like for Halloween? No, 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 not like in New York, like down in uh, down in the village. No, nothing We've like that. We created our own parade, actually. Yeah, yeah, we actually do our own on uh, on the uh, if it's on Halloween. We're doing it on Friday this year because Halloween falls on a Saturday. But we we do sort of a a similar thing, super small scale to what they do in New York. Yeah, well, I heard because there's going to be cutbacks. Because <laughs> there's the going to be cutbacks. cutbacks on our parade. Like, oh, really? I don't know if you've seen the New York parade. It really is. It's predominantly gay. gay. Yeah, I was going like, to. Yeah. The word "gay" isn't big enough for it. It's <laughs> fabulously queer gay. Right? But, uh, I mean, it's really like wow. And uh, you know, uh, I heard there's cutbacks, so I guess they're going to have to go like you know, just down to like just flaming this year. You know, <laughs> they're, yeah. they're cutting back to flaming. Yeah, there won't be as much waxing and uh, chap being worn. So. No uh, spike collars. David, David, I have to tell you, uh, years ago, uh, uh, friends of mine took, oh, we're going to the Halloween parade in the city. Yeah. Uh, and they took their kids. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> it's, like, it's like taking your kids to Sodom and Gomorrah. It really is out of control. Yeah. And wow. now with the, uh, what was I going to tell you guys? <laughs> uh, that, you know, like uh, uh, doing the Thanksgiving thing, you know, uh, with those guys. I hope it's going to be a wild show. Like, I know we're going up against fish. Yeah. So my core fan base of hippie runaway um, kids who work in vinyl stores I give them that. You know, I'd rather go see fish myself. I, to tell you the truth, I'm I'm actually really bummed out. This is I was very torn, but I, I've been a huge fish fan since '94, '95, and uh, and when this came up, I was like, it was just so bittersweet because I I, uh, I really wanted to see your act and and, and Geraldo's act as well. Well, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to say fish will ever stop touring because I think that's part of the, the deal they made with the devil. We'll never stop touring. You know, we're going to be uh, just, we're going to make uh, the dead look like, you know, amateurs compared right. to our touring. I mean, they tour, they, they tour not only like venues, but don't they tour like, you know, Area 51 and just crazy dead? Yeah. Oh, yeah. At the end of the month here, they're doing this uh, three day show out in Indio, California. They're doing like 10 sets. One, you know, it's like a coffee set where it's Sunday morning. It's just, you know, they're going to have like coffee and bagels and they're playing an all acoustic set Saturday night. They're, they're covering uh, an entire album from, you know, somebody else's catalog. You Wait, know? they're doing a coffee and bagel morning show? Yeah. Okay, I apologize to the Halloween parade. That's it. That's something about rock. It shouldn't happen until the sun goes down, not while it's coming up. And who's, who's opening for them? The polyphonic spree? No opening Polyphonic spree. I like those guys. Are they getting Al Roker? A couple of birthdays, and then they come out? Wasn't the big thing with polyphonic spree that like anyone could go up and play with the... Because the, the, there's like 300 people on stage to begin with. A ton yeah. of people in the band, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I always run into people who 
who say they are or were or knew somebody who was in that band. Like, yeah, you see that third guy back there playing that weird kind of Indian guitar? That's my cousin. <laughs> you can say anybody. And right. It's not like the Beatles. I think yeah. they, they stopped touring because they went broke on comps. They made friends of the band. <laughs> oh, my God. That's probably the case. Uh, well, cool, man. Everybody's getting psyched about the show, and uh, tickets go on sale on Friday. They're going to move fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I oh, hope. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, definitely. That's a that's a great night. We've done uh, we've had comedy shows uh, there at the Tower the night before Thanksgiving the past several years. Awesome, and with and it always sells out. And with names as big as you guys, it's going to be a hell of a night, man. So, well, you know what? First the Philly win, and now this. Thank you. Guys, uh, thanks for helping me spread the word. You I'll got it. There, and next time I owe you one in studio. So Good. cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Excellent. it. All right, Dave, take care. Dave Attell, gang. Yeah. Dave Attell. Very funny guy. Gobbleroo, like I said. Go to WMMR.com. There's a pre sale, I believe, that starts today uh, that you can get information if you're a VIP member. And if you haven't signed up to be a VIP member, there's no obligation. Go ahead and do that right now and uh, come and join us for that party that night. It's going to be awesome. The best of the best. Yep, absolutely. All right. Uh, we got the B file. Let's do it. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Uh, Trying to get a large raccoon out from underneath her mobile home, a northwest Indiana woman accidentally set the home on fire. Uh, The 52-year-old woman told police that she used a full bag with 8 to 10 smoke bombs, (laughs) lighting them and throwing them underneath the mobile home. I'm just impressed that she had 8 to 10 smoke bombs. Yeah, uh, soon after she saw white smoke and then called 911. Oh, dear. The fire... (laughs) The fire department responded. I lit eight to ten smoke bombs, and there's a there's too much smoke now. And uh, the damages were estimated to be around five hundred dollars, so not that bad. Did the raccoon come out? Uh, there was no word on what no. happened with the raccoon. Unfortunately, we choked to death. Yeah, an Italian catering boss is planning to clean up with an amazing range of edible plates that he made for schools. Hey. Uh, the plates hey, never. Lord, need- so you can eat the plates. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They never need washing. You don't need to wash a plate you already ate. Tiziano. 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 Vicentini. Vicentini. Made the plates. That's your name. Yay. Made the plates out of a kind of bread dough. Now, by the way, don't get anything even remotely moist on it or the entire plate will fall apart. No, it's tough enough to last. Yeah, that's what you say. A lunchtime, but tasty enough to eat Afterwards, it's uh, the plate you want to eat. Uh, Tiziano <laughs> says that he had the brainwave after years of watching. I had school- the brainwave. <laughs> I hooked myself up to the brainatronic. After years of watching schools waste. Why clean the table when you can eat? <laughs> Of uh, watching schools waste money. Having trouble selling your home? You wouldn't if you could eat it. (laughs) Uh, On plastic plates and dishes and expensive dishwashers. He said he used to work in a school catering and watching all that money being thrown away was criminal. Ah, I can't stand it. (laughs) (laughs) These dishes cost a few pennies each and are either eaten by the kids or go into recycling bins for animal food. So... Oh. They may make a mint off that. We'll have yeah, to see. They're called bread bowls. They've um, been around for a long time. Well, no, this is more like a, <laughs> this is more like a plate. Blow um, my chance to get in the bazaar. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, let me see here. Uh, a man is facing a charge of indecent exposure after failing to get dressed before making himself a morning cup of coffee in his own kitchen. I heard about this. Uh, yeah. and The dude uh, was just walking around his own home naked and got yeah. arrested. A passerby spotted Eric Williamson through his kitchen window in Springfield, Virginia at 5.30 a.m. and reported him to police. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Williamson, uh, who's a driver from Hawaii, says that none of his roommates were at home at the time. He said, uh, yes, I wasn't wearing any clothes, but I was alone in my own home and just got out of bed. It was dark and I had no idea anyone was outside looking in at me. The complaint came from an unidentified woman who was walking with a seven-year-old boy at the time. And a police spokesman said they, that officers arrested Williamson because they believed that he wanted to be seen naked by the public. <laughs> But Mr. Williamson, who's the father of five of a five-year-old girl, complained, I'm a loving dad, any of my friends, and anyone who knows uh, that and there is... Or wait. Anyone who knows that and there is. Any of my friends <laughs> and anyone knows. It doesn't make any sense the way it's written here. Anyway, there is not a chance on this. Is there uh, some of the... Dude, uh, don't uh, do it! Uh, you know, just improv that you have been known, to, uh, been no. come to known as... <laughs> <laughs> Laugh it up, man. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> next story. Wow. The owner of a car. It wasn't written. I know. <laughs> the owner of a car with a personalized plate, which is XXXXXXX, has received parking fines for every unidentified car in his city. Because they write them as that when they can't identify yeah, them. Police, wow. in Birmingham, police in Birmingham, Alabama, <laughs> enter seven-letter X's onto their it's forms awesome. when they issue tickets to cars without plates. Oh. Uh, the default code matches the vanity plate of a motorist from nearby Huntsville who has received nearly $20,000 worth of parking <laughs> tickets intended for other vehicles. What a nightmare. Scotty Robertson chose the personalized plate as a combination of his nickname, Racer X, and his favorite number seven. Uh, Mr. Robertson says that he has contacted city officials to alert them to the problem, but the notices continued to land on his doorstep. At one stage, he was receiving up to 10 fines a day. <laughs> he's he's going to have to get rid You You know how quickly and smoothly the, the bureaucratic red tape is... Yeah. Uh, Gotten away. Yeah, he'll. Well, come on. Do you really need to that, that license plate? No, you don't. And uh, since going public with his complaint, officials have arranged for the fines to be dismissed and are working on a new ticketing system for cars without plates. It's not his fault. Yeah. You know, actually. So, all right, we'll do one more story and then we will wrap things up. Let's see here. Uh, British Airways canceled a flight between Edinburgh and London after a passenger said he saw a tarantula crawling between his legs. Yeah. What? <laughs> the male passenger has not been named. Raised the alarm on board an Airbus A319 ah! that had arrived at Edinburgh from. <laughs> From Heathrow. <laughs> That's Pierre, by the way, yeah. for those who didn't know that. Uh, it led to the aircraft uh, being grounded while a specialist was flown in to fumigate the cabin, forcing the airline to cancel at least one subsequent flight. Did you call for a spider <laughs> None of the other 82 passengers on the flight. Where's the little bugger? Uh, seen, uh, reported seeing the spider, which was never found. Says he saw a between his legs. A spokesman for the airline said a male passenger claimed that he had seen what he believed to be a tarantula on board the aircraft. He saw it walking between his legs. Uh, is everyone please deplane while I take over? <laughs> and uh, they didn't. He said that he didn't seem particularly upset about it. He just told them, and uh, they apparently had. I'm to just saying. And there you go. That is, <laughs> that is the B file, my friends. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR.
By the way, uh, we had uh, David Tell who was on earlier talking about uh, the Halloween parade. Yes, uh, that they do in New York. Well, we have a we have a busy Halloween week next week. We have lots going on. We're going to do the Chainsaw Wake Up Call. Yes, uh, we have a Halloween party Thursday night. Uh, we're going to be at Mad River in Maniunk, and here's the deal: costume contest. Booze, you name it. All right, we're gonna just gonna have a good time all together, and it's open to the public. To everyone, no invites. Years past, we've done uh, invites or buying tickets and stuff like nope. that. No, nah, come just on down. Come on out. It's gonna be a damn good time. There's a five hundred dollar prize. Jackie Bam Bam's gonna be spinning the music. Oh, which awesome! Is be pretty cool. And we'll have tickets for Pearl Jam uh, to give away for Halloween night at the Spectrum. And uh, it's a it's a free MMR party event, and we'll be there. Pierre, Jackson, Jackie, the whole crew, uh, come on out and be a part of this. And I just suck. At Halloween costumes, yeah. I'm just I've, I've given up on trying to be creative. <laughs> well, you were going to do Rorschach, but um, it's too much work. Too much man. work. It is too much work. You know who does not suck is uh, Hot Girls, and there are going to be a lot of them at the <laughs> party next week. Uh, calendar Girls are showing up wearing body paint. Oh. <laughs> At the uh, Halloween party next Thursday That's night. the best costume. Yeah. Yes, it is. The and one that God gave. <laughs> That's right. And there are going to be at least three calendar girls on for a hottie cam on Tuesday of next week. Um, oh, Amanda yes. and Charmaine and a cat with a C from this year's calendar. Ooh. Yeah. Very nice. Wow. And uh, they come to the party, do we know? They're all going to be at the party as well. Uh, all right. So, uh, by the way, uh, the first 100 people in costume get a free Bud Light. And then $2, you call it Captains, 9 to 11. So, oh, okay. Right, yeah. all, right. all right. That's, all right. that's awesome. So, that's Thursday night. And then the next morning, uh, we have the Haunted Horror Ride. Right. Right. We do it in the morning, and uh, we're going to get uh, winners. We'll, we'll start getting winners next week, I think, for this event. And it's a limited space, obviously. Not many, but you will get to ride on the Haunted Horror Ride, and we will get your first drink for free and a free lap dance at Club Risque, which is where we're going to end up at the end of the Haunted Horror Ride. And everybody's invited to come out to do a little early morning celebration mm -hmm. on that Friday. And while we're there, we'll also do some register registration to give some prizes away and stuff like that. And, of course, the, the, the uh, Clubber Skate always has specials. We had a blast on. last year. Yeah, we did. It was did. awesome. It's a nice so, little way to spend your midday on a Friday. Yeah, it's a if, if you're a newer listener to the show, it's just a goofy, impromptu thing that we did a few years ago. We wanted our own. Well, it was an accident, actually. Right, right. I, was, I kept saying Haunted Hayride. And, or it was haunted trying, Horror no, no, Ride. Haunted Horror, horror Ride. Yeah. yeah, Horror Hayride. The horror Hayride. And yeah. Steve kept saying, what's a Haunted Horror Ride? Yeah. Haunted Horror Ride. <laughs> and we're like, well, let's create one of those. And so now we have uh, we have ladies of Club Risque who dress up as whores. Yes, and they uh, they do their routines on a uh, um, a hayride, yep. and we do it down the streets of Philadelphia. Lap dances and the full deal going down without uh, yeah. any permission. W without any way. permission, had to move it from here because the first year uh, they were having like some all the all the uh, yes. meetings. Tishman Spire, the company that owns <laughs> yeah. the building, was having like a corporate meeting on the first floor, and we did it in the parking lot, and it was going around <laughs> and around and around. I think it would I probably mean, really put it over the top is when the uh, the building security was actually running after the thing with dollar bills in their hands. <laughs> and that's when they were going to evict us. So the Haunted Horror Ride is going to be Friday morning, next Friday morning, and uh, we'll end up at Club Risque if you work in the downtown area. Uh, just uh, around 11 o'clock, the whole show is going to be there. Come on out and yep. have a drink with us. Get a lap dance. Well, continental breakfast, maybe. Be a damn good time. They, do, they usually yeah, do that. Usually bagels, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Awesome so, come food out. there. Steve <laughs> loves the Club Risque food. If I you have no Thanksgiving God. plans, <laughs> right, right, exactly. spend it at Club Risque. By the way, I got this uh, email. It says, hey, you guys, Rock, I just have to start off by saying I actually look forward to going to work every day so that I can listen to you guys for even a short amount of time during the car ride. A few weeks ago, I heard you guys bring up Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Yeah. 
And at first I thought, this cannot be a real movie. Who could ever put a movie out with a title like that and be completely serious about it? I then came to find uh, the trailer, and after watching it, thought that I had to see this movie and bask in its poor production qualities and cheesy dialogue. After taking uh, uh, talking to a friend of mine and a fellow listener about coming to visit for a weekend, we decided then that the first thing on our agenda was to watch this movie, being that we had found it on Netflix. So after watching this movie over the weekend with some friends, I think I finally found one of the most awesomely bad movies of all time and don't think that I went more than five minutes without laughing at the many issues with the movie. Uh, from Deborah Gibson and Lorenzo Lamas's poor acting to the awkwardly hilarious romance between Gibson and her Asian counterpart. I had to wonder how an idea or script like this ever has a chance. And if it does, why are there not more movies like this? You guys definitely <laughs> need some sort of screening event for this movie so everyone out there can spend an hour and 40 minutes questioning scenes and laughing their asses off at the same time. That's Matt from Reading and he says, P.S. 1-2 Bartle do 3-4 Crap Monstang. Exactly. Nice. So that's how he ends We it. are going to do 1-2 Bartle do 3-4 Crap Monstang. I don't know when you want to announce it, but we have the, the date and the time and should all that we, Should out. we do an, an announcement? Do you want to do it you now or do you want to do it? I don't know. Well, it's up to you. Right. Go ahead, Casey. Here, I don't have it. I don't know. Alright, it's going to be... Do you have a color-coded paper clip? Yeah. Screw you, man. <laughs> That's I stay organized. What? <laughs> Under announcements. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to do a screening of Mega Shark versus Giant <laughs> Octopus. Yeah. This, this just in. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be. Wait. <laughs> there you go. Wait a second. The Titanic's in trouble. <laughs> Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus Monday, the 9th of November at the Trocadero yeah! Theater. Monday the 9th of November. Now we'll do we'll have information on uh, uh, invites, tickets and invites. How do we do we See, we, this is why dude, we need to have the information before we, we make the announcement. We invite people. Here, I'm just going to no, say and, right and now, remember, it's open to the public, 21 and over. Remember, yeah, we used to do a, a code right? word. Remember, we did a code word yep. at the door. Give the code word. So see, I'm surprised see. you weren't prepared for this. <laughs> dude! <laughs> <laughs> Next time, put a paper clip on it. And send me a memo. Uh, uh, Press. That's my fault. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry. Right. I just called but you Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Did you call me Joe once? I might have. Yeah. I apologize for that again that's a thousand listen. times. We're well, a you know, loopy. We were watching the game last night. True. That's all there is to it. And we we just we've been getting so many emails requesting a, a screening of this mm -hmm. and a, a Preston and Steve screening of it. So we're we're going to do it now. It'll be a free movie night at the truck. Okay. All so right. we'll, we'll have the real details coming up uh, very soon. So now you know the date. Now you know the date. At least you can and put that in your calendar and set that aside and be ready to go to the truck. Ned and the gang there are awesome, and we'll make sure the audio works. Or yeah. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he. it wasn't his fault. No, nah, no. Nah, exactly. Uh, quickly, I know our, we have some guests out in the green room. We're going to get to them in uh, just a moment. Bring them in here. A lot of people are anticipating these guys coming by. But quickly, I did see this story online yesterday in Iraq. Uh, you know, things have kind of uh, calmed down a little bit. In Iraq, yeah. Not so much ever, there's, yeah. there's a lot going on. But, uh, but in Iraq, and obviously, there are a lot of troops there. And they are finding themselves with a lot of time on their hands. Hmm. So they are trying to find ways to occupy that time and keep them, you know, morale up and all sure. that. Sure. a big concern. You're going to love this. Okay. One, the most popular thing that's going on with the troops in Iraq right now, yeah. salsa dancing. Oh, wow. Really? Yes, for real. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Why? Uh, it just gives them something to do. That's awesome. Yeah, so they they have uh, they uh, there's a large military base in southern Iraq, and uh, traditionally, uh, traditional soldiering such as kicking down doors and searching for roadside mobs has at least partly given way to book clubs, karaoke nights, sports, and uh, and distance learning university programs. Uh, but salsa dancing and yoga and stuff like that is a big thing that they're really? doing. Wow. Uh, to kill the time. What now, is the, what is the usual ratio of men to women on a? Um, that's what I was wondering. I don't know because how how's that salsa dancing going down? Well, I mean, you can still dance without a partner. Of course, it's that's you know, it's it is a partner. Then you dance. look like the loneliest dancer. Well, no, I mean, well, no, it's a but aren't you dance, doing things but... like you know? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. that looks stupid. <laughs> look how stupid I dancing just is stupid. <laughs> when I judging by what I just saw, dancing is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they are, they're apparently doing that as a, as a time killer. So, you know, they've got to find things to do to, to just, don't you know, they look for make things? the day pass a little yeah, quicker. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I, I think it'd be too hot to move, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I tell you what, one time, well, I went to, uh, I was in Europe with, uh, my sister and her friend and we ended up at the, in, we were in Paris and we ended up in the American consulate because they, we had met these, we had met these, uh, Marines. You uh, say you want political asylum? No, no, no. <laughs> No, with the American consulate. Oh. So we ended up with these Marines, and at the uh, uh, we went to the the embassy. They invited us to the American embassy. Very cool, dude. They had a full on nightclub in this place, man. It was really? awesome. <laughs> Light, sound system, bar, the whole deal. Did, was it up and running? Were you yeah, there? Wow. Yeah, but it was all it was all the Marines and my sister and her friend. Like they were the only two <laughs> chicks that were there. Oh, no. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and uh, but we but had, at that at that point in time, if you're going to be patriotic, you just have to turn them over. I guess so. But uh, some military operations are set up. They they have to have some entertainment available. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the most popular spot on this base, which houses more than 8,000 people from all five branches of the military, seems to be uh, Six Pazzi, they call it, an Italian restaurant with an outdoor dance floor surrounded by 10-foot-high blast walls. Six Pazzi? Uh, six Pazzi, yeah. It's next to the Ralph Malf Community Center? <laughs> well, it's P-A-Z-Z-I. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. So it's not P-O-T-S-Y. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, three nights a week, troops wearing t-shirts. Shirts and training shorts come to dance salsa, merengue, and bacata. 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 This is Potsy singing. He's the entertainment. That is how. That's how the career is going. That's how bored they are. Can you bacata to this? No, I don't. Have you guys seen the Kathy Romano dancing video that I just put up this morning? It's amazing. And Kathy, we give you a lot of crap, but you are really, really. Good dancer. Oh, thank you. Play a little bit of it. On, I, I, I'm trying see. to. It's not working on this screen, but if they can pull it up on the the main screen in the studio, and get what? to watch it. She's practicing, I guess, for the charity dance thing that yeah, she's on, doing this on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Where was this video? Did you get this video, Kathy? Yeah, uh, Inter Nick did it, right? Oh. Yeah. It's just our our practice video from uh, you know I guess a couple days ago when we were practicing. Okay. Right. Why are you in a sailor studio? suit? 
Because we're dancing to Candyman. Oh. You know the uh, Christine Aguilera song, right? That yeah, one, Christine yeah. Aguilera, yeah. Mm-hmm. How does that go? I don't know it. Candyman, <laughs> you sell candy as only you can. Lonely confectioner, really? I love you so. No. Oh, no. I thought, I don't know the song. I thought he was being legit. <laughs> It's a real slow. It's very slow. Wow. No, it's done like a uh, like a like boogie woogie bugle yeah, boy. Yeah, oh, exactly. okay. It's a uh, yeah. They oh, used it in a phone a commercial song. a couple of years ago. But wait a minute, we got a soldier from Iraq on the line right now. I doubt he's what? calling from Iraq. But let me go to Matt. Hey, Matt, how you doing, bud? Good. How are you doing? You guys rock. Thank you, Matt. What's going on, man? Not a whole lot. First off, I wanted to thank you because one of the biggest things for morale over there when I I just came back in July with the unit from Philly is you sent us uh, calendars of Philly potted. Oh, yeah, our pleasure. And we'll do it again. Glad you guys enjoyed that, man. Yeah, I definitely want to get next year's because my brother's over there now. So. All right. Is he taking any salsa classes? Salsa is very popular, not only in southern Iraq, but everywhere. They try to do things for morale all the time. And uh, now that we're slowly but surely turning things back over to the Iraqi government, it is tough because the last thing you want to do is, since you're so far from home, is lose morale. So yeah. salsa is popular. And anytime uh, karaoke, they would have designated nights where they would have, like, not necessarily a block party, but they would try to get DJs and just try to do different things because you're there, you might as well take advantage of sure, it. Sure, yeah. Wow. Wow, who knew? Yeah. Well, Kathy, you'd have to. Morale is, is so incredibly important. We need to send Kathy over on a USO uh, right. tour. Yeah. And do like a song. You could be like Joey it. Heatherton. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, how long is your brother over there for, Matt? At least a year, because he's over there finishing up with everything. He's probably going to be extended. All right, well, listen, in, in about a month or so, we're going to have a new calendar out. Do us a favor and uh, get us a mailing address from him, and we'll send some calendar out to, uh, calendars out to him and the guys, okay? All right, Matt, take care, buddy. Thanks a lot. We'll see you later, man. All right. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, uh, quick email. I did. I sat on this for a couple of days. I, I meant to read Must this stinky earlier. It is a little smelly because I, I, well, I kind of sharded this morning. But anyway, uh, yeah, it says yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, this was to the entire MMR staff. It says uh, greetings from the First Infantry Division Combat Aviation Brigade here at Fort Riley, Kansas. I attended the Night of Terror at Creamy Acres and met with the President Steve staff and uh, several others. As I introduced myself that night, I've uh, been in the military for over 21 years now. Uh, throughout my deployment in Afghanistan and Iraq, WMMR, my hometown station, has been one of the few things that has kept me sane. It helps me. It helps to uh, be able to stream the music from home and keep up with what's hot in the area. It helps me. Uh, uh, helps keep me grounded in the now. Uh, I want to thank your entire staff for the support uh, that your shows has for the military and for the care that you uh, take in presenting an amazing program. Uh, keep up the good work, and remember, we do appreciate the work that you do. Uh, I'm here on uh, at Fort Riley for the next four months before I deploy to Iraq for my third and hopefully final time. Wow! I do enjoy my job, and it takes my jo- makes my job easier knowing that I'm doing it for some amazing individuals such as the WMMR team. Thanks for everything. Very respectfully, James G.D. Cole. Uh, Sergeant First Class, and uh, he just wanted to send that over. So that was really wow. cool, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Makes you want to say awesome. we are not worthy, but that is awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, if you are headed over, uh, you know, get our podcast and stuff, and Please. we'll we'll give you a little bit of home while you're gone. And let us know. Give us, you know, we we will send calendars out and little gift baskets yeah, and stuff. You know, do. we always do. So yeah. yeah, we'll absolutely do that for anybody. Here you go. Here, Kathy. Song. That's it. This is Candyman. 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 
like What do you do better. during the part when uh, she says, makes my panties drop? I drop my panties. Do you oh, really? beautiful. And Show then, your cooch right there. And yeah. that event is on Sunday, Cappy? Yes. Come and see Cappy <laughs> drop her panties Sunday at? Uh, it is at the Haverford School at 3.30. Okay, cool. We're going to take a break. If you're a Boondock Saints fan, don't go far. Sean Patrick Flannery, Norman Reedus, and Troy Duffy will be in our studio. Stay right there. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. We've had a lot of emails, uh, correspondence, people trying to get in touch to uh, be a part of the screening that we have tonight because there are rabid fans of the first movie and very excited people interested in seeing the second movie. And the original always pops up on our list of badass movies. Yeah, please welcome to our studios, Sean Patrick Flannery, Norman Reedus, and Troy Duffy, Boondock Saints. Yeah! Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to our studios. Thanks for having us. Uh, no problem. Our pleasure, actually. And like we said, uh, you know, uh, just inundated with people who want fanatics to, who have been dying for uh, a chance to to get in to see this special screening tonight. Uh, Troy, when did you decide you want to do uh, a second movie? Did that uh, that idea come right after you made the first one, and you've been sitting on it for a while, or uh, pretty much? You know, yeah. creatively, it happened right after I wrote the first script. You know, I just knew we would probably do something if it if it got that far. It's right. Just, uh, Boondock One had like a you know a weird release because of Columbine. We were blacklisted from U.S. screens for. Uh, for violence and stuff. Really? It, it timed right out at that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Perfect timing. Perfect <laughs> yeah. Timing. It's like yeah. with the Man Manchurian Candidate, when yeah. that when the original was released, right? The Kennedy assassination, they had to do the same thing, yeah. put back. Yeah, it was like, it, you know, it was a real depressing state of affairs, but what happened was, as soon as it touched the public, the kids found it and spread the word on their own. And, and actually, so in a it way, became a cult thing. Yeah, and it's that cult status that just people are just fanatical for it. And and uh, originally, what it was in five cities, I think, when the, the original uh, I, release. Oh, uh, I put it out in in five theaters myself. So you you paid uh, for the release? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Which uh, that's that's kind of like relying on people to walk by the actual theater, <laughs> right? Yeah, enticed yeah. enough by the poster to go <laughs> by. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. For real. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because uh, without promotion, I mean, how's anybody going to find out about it? Yeah, well, yeah, that's just, I found that out the whole way. <laughs> now, the, and the, is it true that, like, with, with the release on um, DVD, you, you really haven't really made a dime off of the movie, you know, uh, since then, or? Yeah, that's pretty much correct. We, we uh, a couple years after, we could see that the film was just, the, it, it had become a financial juggernaut. Yeah. And uh, neither myself, nor my producers, nor any of the actors who had back end and nobody that made it had ever received a cent so we uh we sued the best <laughs> you did and you know? did you do were you successful i am allowed to say the following everybody that we sued settled out of court for undisclosed amounts <laughs> okay. Uh, okay well that's uh, that's good at least you know some because the, the movie has has this this life and i i press is not kidding the fanaticism level is there so it's it's many years after the fact and, you know, Sean, you know, I mean, do you, do you get a call, you know, late at night when they were doing a sequel? Or how was it something you were actively campaigning for? Or did you just say one and done? It's well, never, never going to happen. It's not unheard of for Troy to call me late at night. So that was What are you doing? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Is that kind of call that Troy gave that? Hey, Sean. <laughs> Is you wearing panties? How's <laughs> <laughs> that no. sweet hairless ass? <laughs> 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 
By the way, we have a picture of his sweet hairless ass yeah. up in our. They went into our photo booth and did some pictures. We'll put that up on the website soon of Sean's hairless ass. Uh, no, but did you uh, any any second thought at all? You're just like, yes, let's do it. Die Im immediate. I mean, I mean, you know, we, we this truly was you know a group of buddies that went out and made a film. So uh, we all stayed in touch with each other, you know, during the ten years. So. I mean, the whole negotiation process to make uh, Boondock 2 was uh, Troy Collin going, Hey, dude, we're on. Cool. Yeah, when, that's when, it. When, where's my plane ticket? When do we get on the plane? Let's go. Same thing with Norm. Same thing with everybody. And know? the thing was is that when it came out, you know, it's either people got it or they didn't get it. Critically, it, it like split, right? And and uh, and the people that, that get it, and it's it's it certainly has its level of excess, yeah. and it has its level of cool. Yeah, and I think you you have Peter Fonda in the in the new one. Let me just say though that He's, like anybody that doesn't like Boondock Saints is a total douchebag. <laughs> Everybody knows this. Oh, you know what? Speaking of douchebag, I got I I have to ask you this because we hit this list last week. Uh, they were the top ten movies that are that are loved by douchebags. It's not to say anything bad about the movie. It's just that douchebags, douchebags who love love the movies for the wrong reason. Yeah, like Scarface was the number one movie, and then there was uh, even like old school. Is, you know, and it, Fight it, Club was on there. Yeah, but, right. so great movies, but do, douchebags picked the wrong reason to like it. But uh, Boondock Saints was on the list. Uh, take back what I said about <laughs> douchebags earlier. Do all douchebags unite. <laughs> and, uh, let's go watch the sequel to Boondock McGee. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, uh, Troy, I want to say that uh, I've been getting a lot of requests via email to, to go to this movie, people that can't get through on the phone lines, yeah. and half of them are, th are from girls or from women. Who, yeah, who, they dig who, the film. Mm-hmm. All right, they're coming tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, I, you know, our fan base splits right down the middle, 50-50, male-female, and I never understood it. And uh, we actually went, me and Norman went to do, we were on this little college kind of speaking tour with Boondock a couple of years ago, and we spoke at uh, Wellesley University, which is an all-girls wow. uh, Ivy League school, like Hillary Clinton graduated right. from there and stuff. And, you know, 600 screaming girls, and I asked them, uh, you know, why do you like this movie? since it's so male-driven, you mm -hmm. know? And uh, I think it just comes down to, uh, you know, real... Everybody kind of secretly wants John Wayne back. We're sick and tired of sharing our feelings. That's, ex <laughs> it's that's all, exactly it's going it. back the other direction now, you know? The characters don't jump up on a soapbox, ask you to like them. They don't try to convince people that what they're doing is right. They just do what they believe in. If you don't like it, well, what know. it is, it, it's it's a it's a it's a vigilante. Uh, it's it's a you know taking back the city. You're right. It's in the John Wayne mold. Uh, the the two guys, obviously, the, the very charismatic, and uh, you know it, it reminds me. I, I was I was telling these guys it, with also the religious overtone and the fact they believe they're compelled by God to do it. Mm -hmm. Reminds me of the, the the video game that came out many years after Hitman, which was made into a movie. Yeah. Sort of sort of a similar you know. They rip me off. They man. rip you off. <laughs> yeah, those guys owe me some dough too. Yeah. So I have to ask: with all the gunfire and all the stuff that's going on, and all the squibs and all that stuff that's going off, have you guys ever been injured or gotten powder burns or anything like that? Because it's it's just insane the amount of bullets that get exchanged. <laughs> Not yeah. really. Did no, you, they, they did take you, good care did of. Did you say powder burns? <laughs> <laughs> did you get me out from? Well, you were in powder. I think. I think another creative truck. <laughs> <On his wrist>. Yeah, <laughs> we had the halt shooting for a week while Norman recuperated from a powder burn on his pinky. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that, you guys. I mean, because do you get hurt in any of the stunts? Do you do your own stunts? It, it sure looks like you do. Uh, no, we did our we did our own stunts. Uh, yeah, you know most of them. Uh, but no, we didn't really get hurt. Yeah. No. no. All right. 
Uh, you know what? Uh, Troy said something interesting when, he, when you guys came walking in. He was asking who all has seen the movie, and uh, I've <laughs> never seen it. Uh, however, Steve here has, and immediately Troy goes, yeah, I knew you did. <laughs> uh, just by looking at him. Do yeah. you guys you guys know that, too? I mean, like, you can tell who's a... Who's a Boondock Saints fan who's seen it uh, just without hearing a word from them or talking to him? No, no, it, it, it helps more if they're like wearing a T-shirt. When I walked in, I realized he was a man and you were a total cool. <laughs> 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 nice. You're right. <laughs> hey, for uh, the, for I don't know. I just, I just, you know. I look like a serial killer. killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the, he's got the camouflage. It was on. either that or a Gosford Park right fan. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the idea for the movie came, and I, this has become, I guess, legend or law, is that you were you were working as a bartender. You, yeah. you saw a uh, a guy rob a, a corpse, take some money off a, a dead junkie, uh, and uh, and that sort of inspired you to write the original Boondock. Is that how it progressed? Yeah, that was like the more or less that broke the camel's back. But yeah, we were my, my brother and I were living in a you know virtual crack house in Hollywood, and uh, right crime was just all around us. It was just like a fantasy of what we really wish we could do because you want to just knock on these guys' doors. That's your first instinct, you know. Yeah. And just blow their heads off because of the disgusting stuff you see them doing all the time. Right, right. Uh, but obviously, you can't do that. So uh, I, you know, pulled out a pen. <laughs> <laughs> the next best thing. Next best thing. Sure. Yeah, I did what a real man does. <laughs> yeah, and started. And he's over pulled there out a pen. Started scrawling my thoughts down. <laughs> Troy, and, Troy, and all his machismo pulled out an ink pen. <laughs> I have a friend who's trying to be a screenwriter, and and he's a good writer. I, I, you know, I've read some of his stuff, but it's just got to be next to impossible. And, and I imagine when you move out to Los Angeles and you're in Hollywood, you think when you get there, maybe you have a shot at it. Um, do you have any advice to people who, who might be trying to do that as, as a way to make a living? Yeah, have talent. You know, yeah. I mean, a lot of people will, uh, you know, if your mother and your friends think that all oh, your stuff's great, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> right. I mean, you want, a, you want a complete stranger to come up and go, that was great. How many? Know, or I read that and it was awesome. But, and then maybe you got a shot, you know. But how many great scripts just go and, and sit in a pile somewhere and, and never get off the ground, never get green-lighted? Sure, but then uh, some great scripts might sit in a pile for a while, but a lot of them get made eventually. I mean, it's a, it's a long, hard business. you got to have a thick skin, you know. And your friend... I don't know him. Uh, by by the law of averages, he probably sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just, just it's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I've had a bunch of friends give me scripts. Not one of them was any good. Right. You know, this has happened hundreds of times. You wish that your boy, you know, uh, but by the law of averages, it usually doesn't happen. Finding somebody that can actually do this right is kind of a rarity in the business. That's why we see so many crappy movies, right? Right. You know, yeah. it's like vampires are hot now. Let's make a vampire movie. Uh, we just made Boondock because we all wanted to do it, and it was cool for us, you know. And uh, that's kind of, to me, that's the way I prefer to do things, you know. If, it, if, if you don't think you're cool, nobody else is going to. How did know? things change from one to two? Well, now that you have, you know, the movie has this cult status, because uh, I know you had to fight tooth and nail mm. with the original. How have things changed? I mean, was it, was it vastly easier, or were you still fighting an uphill battle? No, I mean, uh, nothing's really changed. Uh, boys are the same. The dad's the same. Uh, you know, the stories. It's Billy Connolly? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not like suddenly everybody's got, you know, love interests. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Up salsa dancing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I mean, in terms of uh, the next, the only thing that really changed was when we were doing the first one, it was like a bunch of kids, you know, took control of the asylum. There was no fan base at that time. Right. Make the second one, that fan base is looming, and everybody on the set feels that pressure 
and I love that kind of stuff because pressure for for me just helps make everything. It's like the it's like the grease that lubes the engine, man. We work better that way. Oh yeah. yeah, everybody. When you realize you got this much money, this much time, there's no excuses. You have to get it done. Uh, everybody just kind of boom gets together and gets it done. In the first one, I read some names that were bandied about, like uh, Patrick Swayze was considered at a time for 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 either one of the brothers or the Willem Dafoe. Uh, yes, yes, and he was he was also a guy that hung out with us, and he was a friend and uh, rest in peace. But, yeah, uh, he he yeah, him. There was a bunch of there was. Did you just screen test uh, some people, or was there was that even an option? No, yeah, I mean, you can't. Yeah, was, yeah, hey Swayze, why don't you screen test for me? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Some of these guys are a little too big for yeah. that. But, uh, sure, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, they were they, there was a bunch of it, it was like a you wade through the whole sea of of, of faces until you find the right ones. You know, uh, Norman, I was reading uh, background on you, and I don't know if this is a fake story, so you have to verify it. Were you? Did you go through the windshield of a car? Yeah, I was at, uh, I was in Berlin at the film festival, and um, <clears throat> a friend of mine was playing a concert that night. And I went to the concert and uh, afterwards got in his car to go back to the hotel to meet a bunch of people for the for the festival. Right. And got hit by his 18-wheeler that was out there for, uh, for God, like, uh, I don't know, four and a half months or something in the hospital in a hotel. And I have a titanium eye socket. Really? Whoa. So you, you blew clean through? It wasn't... Whoa. Yeah, right through. And then uh, I was kind of like the elephant man for a long time. Really? You remember it at all? I don't remember getting hit at all. Okay. Yeah, and then, um, but there was a director that I worked with before on a film called Pandorum that that just came out. Yeah, um, and he stood by the hospital bed and and translated the German back and forth. And I'm, I, I just oh I went into God. like seclusion for a little. That's while. great. You should make a movie out of that whole. <laughs> <story>. <laughs> actually, um, actually, they did make a movie out of it. Bed and translated the German. That's crazy. <laughs> they, they, a, a filmmaker named uh, so Ada Solvay. <laughs> I've lost the will to live. I got a titanium eye. But I'm relying on this guy translating the German. I'm bionic. Oh, God. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. You really, you really can't catch a break, can you? One time Reedus actually says something in the interview. Jump all over him. Would you shut up, for Christ's sakes? How many times? Sean, you you, you race, right? You you, uh, you race... Uh, so sensitive. You, Bastards, right? You race all sorts of vehicles, right? I just want to hold him right now. <laughs> Later. And... and, and he, he he was right by my bedside, <laughs> translating. I was going somewhere with that. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's try, trying to paint the picture. <laughs> There's no brotherly love on this side. <laughs> now, so, you know, the, the, the saints come to town. <laughs> One of them wreaks havoc and, and the other one's queer. <laughs> we need some mood music. We do, yeah. Oh, it's not working. Oh, too bad. Now, I was reading that you 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 race vehicles called what are they shifter carts shifter carts yeah 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 what what is that uh, it's a sequential gearbox uh, like a go kart oh really yeah oh, here okay. we go hit them like a go kart yeah yeah that's pretty manly too now that I think. <laughs> we gotta work that into the translating German titanium ice socket story <laughs> any uh, shifter cart accidents.
Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've never had any any huge, huge shunts, no. He was but, at a uh, concert to see his friend play. An <laughs> 18-wheeler came rolling by. Titanium eye socket, German translation, shifter cart. He downshifted. Two. The back end stepped out. <laughs> the weight transfer to the front was much more severe than he had anticipated. <laughs> the traction envelope was beyond repair. Coming, <laughs> coming to effeminate male audiences <laughs> all over the United States. Oh, that's beautiful. I would imagine it gets worse when you guys get a few pints in your <laughs> Dear God, man. Well, listen, tonight, you know, we have the screening. Um, when when do we have the uh, the official open? Is that uh, the 30th, I think? Yes. Uh, yes. That's, yes. That's when you're going to have a... And, and this Slightly one, wider release than yeah. the first? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, do, doing a little better. I actually feel like we're kind of getting our shot this time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. first one, they just kind of, they, 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 uh, they kind of abandoned us, you know? And uh, it was the fans that picked it up and made it successful. But this time around, I feel like we're getting an honest chance here. Yeah. And hopefully uh, it will platform into a larger release. But, yeah, right now it's in, uh, you know, uh, whatever, six, seven major cities. And we're going out for cool. there. Cool. Yeah. And uh, you'll do the uh, the Q&A afterwards? Uh, sit down, chat yeah, with people yeah. for a little Bring bit? all your titanium eye socket questions. Oh, God. He had lost the world to I might cry. <laughs> and he went to a concert in Berlin. <laughs> Traumatic things happened from there before the filming of Boondizzle, My Shizzle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, listen, we got we got five uh, slots left. Is that for, it? Yeah, two pair right. tickets each, and we'll take five callers right now. 215-263-WMMR if you want to see uh, Boondock Saints to All Saints Day. Uh, UA King of Prussia is where it's, it's going to be taking place. Casey's going to be there hosting the Q&A as well. These guys will all be there, so give us a call right now, and we'll set you up. A lot of people looking forward to having a good time tonight, guys. Thanks Definitely excited. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah, right. thanks for having Our pleasure. Good luck, guys. <laughs> all right. Sean Patrick Flannery, Nora Reedus, and Troy Duffy. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Uh, hey, I need to remind you that tonight is the win a date with Julie uh, date. That's right. That's going to be happening this very evening. Intern Julie is headed out with listener Keith. A night of magic. Are we going to see if they're going to record? Can we get, get it on? Record? No, not oh, that. Uh, if we get recording equipment in the limo. Because yeah, we should. That's when we need to get the audio Julie on. Julie has a way with the English language that very few people do. Right. It's always wonderful to hear her speak. But we'll see how that date goes. And we are going to uh, recap that tomorrow. And we'll see how it goes. All right, I'm excited about our next guest. Legend. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, in the heyday of, of my rock days, my feeble attempt at being in a band <laughs> and rock days, uh, she was at the absolute top and is performing tonight at the TLA along with Queensryche, the lovely Lita Ford. Yeah! Who's here this morning. How you doing, Lita? I'm just barely awake. Man. Are you really? We just pulled our tour bus up. Oh. Right in front of your uh, studio here. I yeah. crawled out of my bunk. I threw on my <laughs> jeans. And I came in here looking for coffee. And there's tons of people in here. Yeah. This place is crawling. You guys must have been up partying all night. Well, there was a little bit of that going on, obviously. Yeah, we had a, a big uh, win last night with the Phillies. But, um, no, I, I know, you know, living the rock and roll uh, lifestyle, mornings are pretty much non-existent, I would imagine. Mornings suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you walked in, you said uh, you mentioned being uh, MMR and and having, I assume you made a few stops here in the day, right? I have been here many times. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's cool. With the Runaways. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Back in the 70s and 79 or so, that's right? That's right. Uh, and there is a movie that's going to be coming out. Yeah. Uh, that There's focuses a Runaways movie coming Around out. the Runaways. Yeah. And is, is it shaping up as, as, a, as a good depiction from what you can tell? Well, com- from what I can tell, uh, it's actually not my project. It's yeah. um, Joan's project and Cherie and... Uh, you probably have to ask them. They'll okay. probably give you a better answer than I, me. I recall, and I don't know all the you know the history of of the Runaways and 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 how that band came to be. And then, but I do remember hearing it was wasn't it a contentious breakup that it got kind of ugly. It did get kind of ugly, but uh, what happened was Joan wanted to go and play glitter rock, and I wanted to play heavy metal. Right. right. So we had musical differences, and we both went our separate ways. Right. And the rest of the band members just bailed out as well? Or? Um, the, be- the rest of the band members pretty much had no choice, because if there's no Lita and there's no Joan, there's yeah. no band. Yeah. Well, you you were the purest, by my estimate estimation, you were the purest musician. You were the, you. I mean, a, a badass on the guitar, and, and, and uh, I mean... No one was to your level, uh, competency-wise, right? I mean, it's fair to say that. Nobody was. Yeah. No. no. Actually, uh, in the Runaways, three days after I joined the band, um, I, I quit because of personal reasons. And uh, two weeks went by. I sat at home. And the Runaways were trying to look for another guitar player. And I was thinking to myself the whole time, God, please call me back. Please call really? me back. Mm-hmm. Please call me back. And they did. After two weeks, I waited. I was having nightmares about them playing arenas and, you know, going on <laughs> yeah. tour and making all sure. this money. And I kept having these wacky dreams. And, uh, and they called me back and they said, Lita, we can't find anybody that can play guitar like you. Please come back. And I was like, yes, I'm coming, man. I slammed that phone down and I threw my guitar in the back of my car. Well, either that, in a way, that sort of was a nice little taste of what they would have to do to replace you. I'm sure you didn't intend it to be as hand-wringing as it was, but... No, no, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't have a clue. I was 16. 16. Yeah. How volatile. Here you are in, in, you know, one of the seminal bands uh, at a time when excess was the rule of the day and you guys were known to, you know, to, to take advantage. I mean, was, was it... When you look back at it, is it, is it something that seems completely foreign to you now as, as a mom and everything, or do you look back nostalgically? Um... I look back at it as though I went through college, right? You know, to learn how to be the real deal, so okay. to speak. Yeah, yeah, because because I lo- learned a lot. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah. St- some stuff you might prefer. Rock preferred. and roll school. Rock and roll school. Oh yeah. Because uh, you see, uh, some of your compatriots kind of came and ended up, you know, not doing so well, uh, you know. Uh, uh, but uh, but you you survived, and and would it ultimately be because of? You know, you, you, the, the love of the guitar and the love of the music and, and all of that? Um, absolutely, the love of guitar and the love of music and the love of my fans. Yeah. 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 And w- what is it like, uh, I mean, with, uh, like, groupie-wise, fam-wise, yeah, guys, yeah. guys that, that, that love you? There's a bunch of them outside right now freezing <laughs> yeah. their keisters off waiting for autographs. But, I mean, I would imagine it can be, you know, guys who are in a rock band, you know, a, a, a front person. It's sort of the standard you thing. You love yeah. the attention of women all over you. know, this is great. But for women, is it kind of creepy that you got these guys slobbering all over you? No, man. I get no? a lot of respect from guys. Yeah? Yeah. The, it's not like the women take their tops off and shake yeah. their boobs around. It's like, yeah. 
come and get me. Right. You know, I'm a girl. <laughs> Girls are a lot different than guys. And guys are more like, Lita, can I hug you? They'll ask me. And then when they hug me, they'll hug me in a way that's respectable. Right, right, yeah. You right. Know? And they're so happy with that hug. Well, it, it helps having a, a husband who's the size of Chuck Liddell. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jim Gillette, who is here. Brock Lesnar. In, yeah. in the studio with you. you know, but uh, how long have you guys been married, by the way? Fifteen years. Fifteen oh, years. Right. Wow. Yeah. And how many kids? Two boys. Two boys. How old are they? James and Rocco. They're here. I, I told Rocco he was cute, and he goes, I'm not cute. I know. And I'm not cute. He cuddling. hates that. He's yeah. like, Mom, why does everybody tell me I'm cute? Because you know what, man? You got a lot of personality. And he's a young kid. He's 18. Uh, 18. He's eight years old. <laughs> you know, you're kind Dude, of cute. You, you got to start changing your diet. Uh, he's he's eight years it's old. It's early. It's early. He's yeah. got tons of personality. I was like, "You're a cute kid." And he's like, "I'm not cute, and I'm not cuddly." Like, <laughs> yes, right. he's a rocker, man. <laughs> hey, we, did I saw, I, saw, <laughs> I saw your family? Uh, was it was it the show, the VH1 show, where they were trying to get the bands back together? Did they do one for the Runaways? Oh yeah. What was the uh, name of that show? Uh, I, I forgot. So. It was a good series, though. Yeah. Anything about that, Jim? I don't think they did. Okay, because no. I remember because I saw you interviewed. It's maybe maybe it's one of the the, the endless list of, of you know best of the rock shows. But they showed you with the family, and I, it was it seemed fairly recent. There uh, was a thing a while ago, and this was when James James is twelve now, and James okay. at the time was two. So this was ten years ago. I got a phone call from all the girls in the runaways, and Joan was the last to pick up the phone. It was like a conference call. And she picked up the phone after not speaking to her for years. I mean, 10-something year, 12, 15 years. You would have thought she would have got on the phone and went, Lita, what's going on, man? Right. It's great to hear from you. Yeah. She gets on the phone and she says, Hello! <laughs> and I went, whoa, this ain't going to work. Really? Yeah. She no. threw the attitude right away, huh? Right away, man. Oh, man. And I said, I'm so sorry, girls. I can't do this. And I put the phone down. Oh. No So everybody is yelling at me because yeah. I can't deal with psychopaths. But you, but you knew it. It, it. You knew you would have returned right to the same crap. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And how do you go through so much together and not be able yeah. to exactly. talk? Exactly. How do you do that? You got a whacked out manager. That's how. Yeah. Wow. Which she does. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And isn't is whacked? Jo Joan Jett's gay, right? Yeah. Isn't she? Yeah. I think she came out a, a while ago, right? Yeah. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Did you? Uh, no. In the I don't care if she's gay. I don't care if yeah. she's. I don't care. <laughs> it's just don't treat me that way. Right. Sure. You know? Sure. Well, I, I was just going to ask if, uh, if uh, in the Runaways, if she was, uh, uh, you know, if she was dating girls or at that time, or was she? Yeah, she was at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm just curious if they'll reflect that in the movie. She, or she not. seems. She's always seen. They I, will. I. Yeah. I, I, okay. I, I mean, I've always. I've, I've dug her stuff, but she's always seemed to be a a conflicted person. And and uh, you know, I, I mean, and but it, if you you see all these bands now, Oasis breaking up, and all these all this contention. And the Kathy's question is 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 true. You seem you you battle it through. You you get a level of success, and and wouldn't that sort of spur everyone on? But I guess people, you know, if she's always been divisive and a complainer she's she's going to continue to be and there's there's, there's no way out of that yeah yeah uh, now when, when, who's the first when you started playing when you when you, you you were young when did you start playing the guitar like 11 i started at 11 yeah. okay at 11 did you, i assume it had to be hard for a female guitarist to show she had the chops to established musicians who, who was the first person you impressed that you said wow i finally have the acknowledgement you know what i did when the runaways broke up the runaways were put together in 1975 i think 
and then they broke up in 1980. We were Shortly together ahead. five years. And then it, when the Runaways broke up, I put together a solo project, which was myself on lead guitar and lead vocals and a bass player and a drummer. We were a three-piece band, a la Jimi Hendrix, right? right? Mm -hmm. And I figured, how could anybody mistake me for not playing guitar? I'm the only guitar player in the band. <laughs> right, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, Because people look at me and they see me play, but it doesn't register up here. They look at me and they think, oh, Lita, what a great guitar solo. Who played it? Really? <laughs> well, you moron, you're looking right at me. Right, I yeah. did. You know, so I figured I'd put together a three-piece band and then there would be no doubt in anybody's mind. Who, who was the first musician that, who did you want to impress in rock? Or did you want, did you need to impress anybody to have somebody sort of give you the papal blessing and say, you, you, you can do it. You can tear it up. Actually, Edward Van Halen said that to me. Really? Yes. Wow. Edward Van Halen, those exact words. That must have blown you away. And at that time, I was wailing on guitar already. I didn't need his blessing. Yeah. But there was just something up here that kind of said to me, Lita, I don't know. You know, are you going to do it or are you not going to do it? And and uh, I got Edward Van Halen on the phone. He's like, what are you doing, man? You could do this. What are you doing? You're already doing it. He gave me a guitar. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't know. He was extremely inspirational. That's and I cool. hung up that phone. I went, yeah, <laughs> I can do this. That's awesome. So God well, bless Edward Van Halen. One of the first things I noticed about you, other than your smoking hot bod, which <laughs> you, you know, were quite open with uh, in your videos, uh, was that you played a, uh, a BC Rich guitar. And I'm yeah. like, dude, look at that chick and that guitar. <laughs> yeah. That is just awesome. Do you still play the BC Rich? I do. Oh, are they, yeah. Yeah, do you endorse products for them? or? Well, what happened is um, the original... <laughs> The originators of BC Rich Guitars, um, the, fa the, the guy that made them had passed away. Okay. It's too early. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> the guy that made them had passed away, so he has left BC Rich Guitars up to his son. Mm -hmm. um, although they don't own the name BC Rich anymore. They, um, they call them Bernie Rico Guitars. Okay. So, but it's the same guitar. Okay. Same recipe. Now, how about the same outfits? You're wearing uh, sexy stuff on stage? <laughs> um, kind of. Yeah? Nice. yeah? Well, you're a mom. Yeah. Kinda, you have to have see, to... that kind of stuff I'm wearing, the denim and the yeah. jacket. Okay. And, okay. Are you, you a, do you play lefty? No. No. Okay. That's, you saw a reverse picture case, but um, no, I was uh, I was looking at this picture. Oh, yeah, I would wear that. You would wear that? This sure. is, uh, let me, here, see let me show this to the crew. It's her wearing, you oh, know, yeah. I mean, really skin tight stuff and Did very scantily clad. And and uh, you, the hair uh, that you, how long would it take to get your hair up like that? This is in the height of the 80s glam days. I just sleep upside down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put some spray on. Is that all it takes? Back my very first girlfriend, uh, Carolyn, uh, you know, we dated when I was in eighth grade. Our song was uh, Close My Eyes Forever. And you're doing that, uh, and you do that tonight with uh, Jeff Tate, right? Yes. Can, you, can we have you do that today? <laughs> Put you right on the now? spot here. Yeah, well, you know what? Queensryche's going to play maybe as a second song. That would be kind of nice. I don't know. It? I just saw Jeff Tate walk by. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're going to pop in here. You might need a little more coffee and a bagel or two before that. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, I'll give you a half hour. Speaking of of, uh, of performing with uh, Queensryche, they're a uh, they're an awesome band. Very, you know, I, I love their progressive style yeah. of way to to put uh, you know metal into that as well. Were you a fan when they were on the rise? I've always been a Queens Queensryche fan. They're um, 
they're different you know they're not like every other heavy metal band yeah they're very classy uh they're wonderful musicians they're great people they try to change it up too they and don't they practice all day long really oh man and, yeah and damn jeff can sing man oh i know he really can and amazing so can jim here yeah too. you know what actually i have a this is jim right here hold on <laughs> That's Jim, her husband. Wow. Is it too early to get one of those? You know? <laughs> That's too early. Dude, what, what, do you put a bear trap on your balls for that? <laughs> yeah, oh, she'll lead a squeeze. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do the that. squeeze technique. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. wow. Hey, you know who we I had? I got to tell you something. Yeah. We have an Xbox game that's out now. Heard Brutal Legend. It. Yeah, Brutal Legend. I Steve. picked it up. I started playing it. It is fantastic. It's supposed to be their largest selling game of the year, right? Yeah. Um, Jack Rod Black Halford, is the star. Yeah. Jack Black's in it. Uh, Priest, um, Lemmy, Ozzy, Lita. I'm the queen. And they've got um, a Nitro song. Um, that's Jim's band. Fast band Machine Gun Eddie. Machine Gun Eddie. I always call it Fast Eddie. But they picked that song because it has a 32-second scream in it. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh we got it. That audio has to be up somewhere. We, let's That's see if we can find it. 32 seconds of what? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, had a, we had a full night of uh, reliving uh, the uh, early and mid-80s a couple of weeks ago. Steel Panther was in town. And uh, they played a show, uh, and uh, you're familiar with them, right? I'm, I'm not familiar. They're, you're not familiar with yeah, Steel Panther? That, that, that band that has the funny songs. They're the parody of, like the uh, of metal bands, and they're they're bringing back the, uh, okay. the whole genre. You know who I'm talking okay, about? Okay, yes, I do. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's <laughs> they early. Here. Yeah, yeah, they came by. <laughs> funny as hell. And, and, right. and actually, and, and kind of lends credence to uh, to the, uh, the, the talent and musicianship that some bands of that era had. I mean, you, some people look back at it as kind of, you know, disposable throwaway, you know, music. It did get that way Spinal eventually. Tap. Yeah, it eventually got that yeah. way, but there were some really talented musicians of that area, specifically guitarists uh, that came out, and, and we kind of well, saw... You, you would always point out Preston, you know, because Preston played, I'm sure you're familiar with the band The Image. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Preston would play that. Um, and, uh, but, uh, Dude, they bust my balls all the time, Leo. All get, get the, the time. Get the scream out. Get the scream <laughs> Did you do it? You have to put... I, no, I was a drummer. I can't oh, okay. scream. I'll help you if you like. <laughs> <laughs> a little squeezing. Uh, no, but I, I was going to say, like, there, you know, th there used to be guitar heroes. There used to be really great guitar heroes, and we just don't see. There are there are a few, but not to the level that yeah, it used to be. That's right. You that's know? right. I mean, and, I grew up with Richie Blackmore, uh, yeah. Jimmy Page. Jimi um, Hendrix. Jimi uh, Hendrix. Oh, my God. All the greats. And then, you know, Eddie came Eric along. Eric Clapton. And, 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 yeah. And but Van Halen. You, where it would be spellbinding to watch them. I mean, that that kind of, you know, and I remember that. And, and, and you, Preston, you talk about the, the kind of music and what you're involved with, with Alita, is that you can't fake that kind of stuff. You have to have the chops to do it. You can't. They you, created so much in, in rock and roll. If not for them, what would rock and roll be? Right. Cool. cool. How, many, how many Edward Van Halens, you know, uh, yeah. are out there? There's yeah. one, but how many want to be Edward Van Halens? Oh are God, out there? yeah, yeah. There's absolutely you tons. Know, or uh, how many Hendrixes are out there? You know, God, he died in '69. <laughs> I yeah. know. And yeah. there's still people out there trying to sound like him. They can't. Yeah. Brian May. You know, these people change the world. Who do you like of uh, of, of new musicians or newer musicians? Who who uh, who stands out to you? Who 
Catches your fancy. Uh, Lita Ford. Lita yeah. Ford. <laughs> and well, just Lita Ford. She's got a new CD called Wicked Wonderland, which is out, by the way. And uh, does this take a, kind of a new approach uh, musically for you? You want to tell them about it, Jim? It's uh, very heavy. Yeah? Yeah. Do we have a... Hold on a second here. Yeah, we have a clip. Here we go. Now, who's playing guitar on that? <laughs> That's my slide guitar. I, I'm yeah, yeah, busting yeah. your nuts here. Here, let me squeeze. Come on. I was reading that you, um, you, uh, you will get up and, and uh, Casey had mentioned to uh, close my eyes forever. You know, Jeff Tate comes out and sings that with you. You'll get up and play with Queensryche as well yes. at the show? Yes. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, and how many songs will you guys do with each other? Um, Jeff actually introduces me and, and then I come out and I sing Crave with Jim. Okay. And, oh, Jim, uh, you get in on me it. Me and Jim, we yes. sing Crave and he sings a. Uh, but I don't sing that. High stuff. <laughs> yeah, just don't do that anymore. Yeah. should be a dead man. Yeah. He's got a six range octave, this guy. <laughs> Would you stop that? Is that what he sounds like Damn when he finishes? <laughs> kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Dude, their kids are sitting right over there. That's okay. Listen, have, those kids have heard more than you. Yeah. Let me tell you. We have the record yeah. for the most complaints at a Marriott. <laughs> and the most unusual complaint. In really? Well, like, well, like what? The, the most unusual complaint. What about complaint? the hotel in the islands? Yeah. The one God. with the concrete walls? We hey. were in the bathroom floor one night. <laughs> Our kids are in bed, right? So we went in the bathroom, we closed the, bathroom. the door. Right. It happens. And we were laying on the bathroom floor, and uh, I was getting my head pounded into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I Hurt looked so up. so good. <laughs> I looked up at Jim, and I said, I think it's safe to say these walls are definitely concrete block. <laughs> 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 so, so listen, in the awesome. Marriott, we, we, awesome. used, we stayed at the Marriott for two months, and uh, it's the usual stay at Marriott. We always get called, right? Yeah. It sounds like people are being murdered. <laughs> and uh, it's says, him. It ain't me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll stop this. So, so he says, uh, Mr. Gillette, uh, this is a new one. <laughs> I said, What? He said. Well, we call you about every night, I know, but this is the strangest complaint we've ever had. I said, well, you know, how could it be any worse than the other ones? He said, well, this complaint actually came from your room. And I said, what? He said, your kids Stop called <laughs> and asked if you could get mommy and daddy to shut up. Oh, that is brilliant. <laughs> Man. We were in a two-bedroom suite. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a true story? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When no your own, way. Yes. When your own kids are calling down to the front desk? Yes. 
That's awesome. <laughs> I live a very different life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My parents were a little different. Are, are you in uh, Queensryche traveling on the same bus? Are you guys, uh, are you staying on the bus? Nah, we got no. a bunch of buses out there. Okay, all right. I was going to say. You These know. guys live on an island, Preston. Yeah. yeah, tell us about that. You live on an island? We live on an island, 42 square mile island. Where? It is desolate. Bahamas? Uh, the British West Indies. Okay. Down by the British West Indies, but it's our island. It's not something that you would have heard of you own it it's our <laughs> island yeah gillette island yeah. wow is it near like uh the british virgin islands and that yes. neck of the woods yes, yes like it is. uh well uh, necker island right is the one that's owned by branson and he has that's that. right yeah yes. are you guys near that uh it's sort of wow. yeah yeah sorta. what do you do for utilities um jim actually has installed all kinds of utilities uh so we, we make our own power you know? okay. He has partners that he works with, and uh, yeah, they made their own power. We wow. catch our own rainwater from our roof. We have a massive house; it's ten thousand square feet. Jeez. It's built out of solid concrete. Just a little cottage, just so you can <laughs> hit your head off the walls. It's got uh, steel bars. It's it built like a, a bank vault. It is a bank vault with now, windows. Did you do oh. that? Did you go that far away so that the neighbors would stop complaining? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Stockroom. We should tell them about Stockroom. You yeah. want sexy clothes? Oh my God. Yeah, stockroom.com. Hey, is that uh, your own clothing line? Yes. No. It's getting there. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They're, they're actually talking I about I wear it a lot, so okay. it should be my own clothing line. <laughs> but okay. uh, it's Ooh. very, very thin uh, latex rubber that. Actually, oh, that's right up Nick's alley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait yeah. a minute. No, I'm like looking a, at a picture of the, the, their website. Is she, you can't even see any clothes on her. Wow. Well, there is one with Oops. clothes. Wow. <laughs> hey, now. There's toys. Oh, they have sex toys. And, yeah. All right, I'm looking at this other stuff. Yep. Sex enhancers fetish. Okay. No, there we go. We should have an yeah. Alita Ford approved sticker on it. Yeah. I may have to get the latex rubber We're actually doing reviews right for them now. Oh, really? Reviews on you try toys. out the stuff? Yeah. Product testing? Yeah. Wow. Put it to the test. That would, that would, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, listen. That look, would look, go with the complaints <laughs> at the Marriott. Yeah. <laughs> uh, going back to the, uh, to the island thing for a moment, how... What length of time do you spend there? I mean, uh, are you do you stay there for months and months? And uh, we were there for years, actually. Really? Yeah. I mean, are you are you homeschooling the kids then? I guess when we went there, Rocco was three months old, and he's eight now. Yeah, that's wild, man. Can we you homeschool do, him? Yes, we okay. do homeschool. Okay. Wow. How do you, how do you get out there? Is there is there a landing strip on the thing? Do you have to take uh, a boat you, out? You land on another fly, island. Okay. You can fly out of my uh, Atlanta. How far from my uh, from Atlanta? About um, three hours. That's not bad. No, not bad at all. And you land uh, on a main island, and then from there you hop on a boat and go to our island. Do you need somebody to cut your lawn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they like gardening. Yeah. Yeah. We, actually, we have this little man from Haiti that does nothing but water our coconut palms. Wow. That's all he does. I, I water Lita Ford's coconut palms. <laughs> I don't even think he could say that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so does he live on the island, or do he, does he come over just oh, to water no, them? Oh, no, he lives there. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever been to the, uh, what is it called, the full moon party that they have in, uh, on one of the British Virgin Islands, where it's, the I think, the uh, bom Bomba Shack? And uh, oh, they have the full moon, that? you know, once a month type of thing, and everybody goes out and does uh, shrooms, shrooms and yeah. gets he gets absolutely loaded, and it's a huge party in one of the. It's right up your alley, and you could scream like that, Jim, and nobody would. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I haven't heard of that. Yeah, uh, the full moon party at the Bomba Shack, and I I think it's on Tortola. There's mm. one resort that we can see in the distance from our house. One resort. It's on a different island, but you can you can get a good view of it. And uh, every New Year's Eve, they light off this massive display of fireworks over the ocean. Oh, wow. that's got to be cool. And it's incredible. What happens when storms come through the area? Are you guys pretty 
pretty solid. We sit there house. and eat popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's a bank vault, it, they no, said. It really oh, is. Okay, it really yeah. is. Our roof is uh, an eight-inch structural slab. You could park semis on top of our house. <laughs> wow. Literally. Yeah. Wow. Uh, speaking of uh, Jim's scream, we have that scream from uh, oh, yeah. it's Machine Gun Eddie. Here we go. Twenty more seconds. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I play no games. Wow. <laughs> and then he Why dies. did you stop? <laughs> My taint would explode if I scream like that. Is that insane <laughs> or what? Jeez. Wow, unreal. <laughs> Um, well, listen. the uh, The show is at the uh, the TLA tonight. You can go to LiveNation.com yep. for for ticket information. What's the best way to get your CD for fans, Lita? You got a website? Yes, double uh, three W's. LitaXX.tv. Yeah. Right? Is yep. that it? Yep. LitaXX.what? TV. TV. We'll put the link right up on <laughs> PresidentSteve.com. LitaXX.tv. You can get all kinds of info. You can get okay. Queensryche dates. You can get uh, information on the uh, Brutal Legend CD, Xbox game. Cool. Tour. Get, all uh, comic stuff. book. Yeah, everything yeah, you on LitaXX.tv. Hey, but oh, I said it right. Did you go in our, uh, our photo booth yet? And we have you guys in there? Froto? Yeah, we have a photo. Yeah, we have a photo booth. We have to have you. We got to send you out there and do some pictures. Oh, Rita, Rita, take a photo. <laughs> awesome. Well, I would love to. I would great. love to. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is great. You know what people, uh, the Japanese, say to me? when I got to tell you, they what? say the Japanese. God bless them. I love Jap- Japanese people. Yeah. So I'm. I'm not making fun of them, but um, they say, Oh, Rita, Rita, we really love your song. Cross your eyes forever. Cross your eyes forever. Oh my God, Rita, Rita, Rita. Rita. Oh, thank you. Well, go and see Rita tonight. Uh, she's going to be at the TLA. Get let's tickets. Give away a pair of tickets right now. Oh, let's do that. Thirteenth yeah. caller right now. Two one five two six three WMMR. Thank you guys for coming by here. Hey, we uh, brought you a guitar. Oh, oh you that did. too. Yeah. yeah. And we, uh, we're, are you yeah. going to keep it? Or are you going to no, give it away? No, no, no. I wanted to have. I wanted to have you autograph it. I forgot about that. Do you want to do that with the tickets for tonight? Let's um, see who can do a 32-second Okay, there's three seconds. We'll we we'll give that away before the end of the show. Okay. Uh, let me let me just give these callers some tickets to the uh, the show tonight, and uh, they'll be good in that regard. And, and we'll have uh, Lita sign it, and uh, we'll give that away a little bit later Excellent. On. Cool, man. Well, uh, enjoy your stay in Philadelphia. Thank you. Appreciate Glad you guys it. are here. Thanks, Jim. And Lita for yeah. Yeah. President Steve Rock on 93.3 WMMR. I've really been looking forward to uh, getting our next guests in here. And uh, they are going to be, like I said, uh, performing tonight at the TLA. Tickets at LiveNation.com. Uh, ten studio albums. They've toured the world, sold millions of CDs, and uh, and going back to records and tapes and yes. all that good stuff, too. When that stuff existed. Uh, please welcome uh, Queensryche to our studio. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
Uh, we have uh, the whole gang here. Everybody is here. The whole band. Jeff is going to be on the mic, I assume. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great. Great to see you. Good morning. Is it warmed up in here for you? It was a little cold Slightly. when you first came in. Yeah, all right. <laughs> he's he's living the hell that is the environment in the studio. Uh, yes. Down temperature-wise. You know what? I, I definitely I want to thank you guys for, uh, you know, uh, keeping on with... Uh, a conceptual and progressive type of rock music. It's something that I've always, it's always resonated with me myself. And uh, you're continuing to do that. Um, American Soldiers, your latest uh, CD. Mm -hmm. And that has a, uh, a conceptual theme to it as well. Yeah, yeah, it does. And uh, this is uh, covering you know, people who have experienced war. If you can give us a little idea of what that's about. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I think we're all kind of familiar with sort of the Hollywood um, rendition of what war is like, you know, which is somewhat glamorized. And uh, what we wanted to do was really get the soldiers' point of view, their perspective on what they experience. Mm -hmm. um, so many of us speculate, you know, from platforms of uh, complete ignorance about war. Sure. And, uh, unless you've been there and done it, you really don't know what you're talking about, you know. So uh, what we did was we interviewed uh, hundreds and hundreds of soldiers as far back as World War II and all the way up to the present conflicts to get their point of view their perspective on what it is they experience what then, uh, then we took those interviews and wrote songs around them what stood out? did one particular encounter or um a uh, piece of information stand out above all the rest or was there something that just blew you away that you hadn't uh thought of before before you conducted these interviews oh there were many things i had never thought right of before. Yeah. yeah it was really a humbling experience actually to talk to people uh, especially the veterans and, um, Did you find that a lot of them were, were into your music? Because I know that, you know... Uh, uh, some of them, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some of you know, it's a, kind of a strange thing how the, the whole interview process took place. Um, it began sort of very impromptu, like I'd meet people in airports or gas stations filling up their car and walk up and say, Hey, you know, I'm doing this record about uh, soldiers' experiences. I wonder if you'd like maybe talk to me a couple of minutes about it, you know, and, and uh, I'd introduce myself. And nine times out of ten, they didn't know who I was, and so they'd go... <laughs> Screw you. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I'm not interested in talking about that. But um, over time, over a couple of years, I collected um, just a whole bunch of interviews. Uh, great, great ones, actually. Do you have anybody in your family who was, uh, who served? Yeah, 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 a couple people. Okay. My dad, actually, uh, was a veteran of Korea and Vietnam. Okay, all right, cool. So, uh, uh, that, uh, well, One thing, if I, I might add, sure. um, you, you, to answer your question, uh, one of the things I really wasn't expecting was that... Um, I kind of went into it thinking, all right, this is all going to be very different. Different conflicts, different generations of people, different value systems. And what I found was that uh, the soldier's story is really, you know, pretty constant. You know, from generation to generation, they're experiencing very similar things. You know, the loss of uh, friends and family, being separated from their family, managing their own fear. These are really constant uh, uh Ideas. Uh, uh, ideas. Have you have you have you played a lot for so? Have you have yeah. you toured and, and, and done that? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And and the response because we always hear they're incredibly appreciative of, of anything. But did, did you did you find that they were just fantastic audiences? Well, we had this uh, one show in Fort Benning, Georgia, over the summer. Um, Fort Benning is uh, kind of where the army deploys from, and uh, it was the weekend, and uh, it was an outdoor show, and. Um, the, 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 the troops that gathered for this uh, particular event were all leaving the next day wow. to Iraq. Yeah. And uh, so there they were, sitting in this big field. We're playing our whole new album in its entirety for them. And uh, what an emotional experience it was because uh, it's dealing with subjects that they have been through or are going to go through. And they're all standing there and sitting there holding their kids and their wives yeah. and their husbands. And the, right. 
pretty emotional day. There was a shot know. that just uh, appeared. Uh, it was the photograph of the uh, the little girl with her dad who was being deployed. I don't yeah. know. They made all the national papers. Yeah. It just those little moments in time really put a perspective on everything like that. Well, they really do, and you know, a lot of us, uh, you know, we take a lot of that for granted. Yeah. You know, and uh, I mean, you, you might have you know political differences. You might not agree with the war, but. You kind of have to get behind the troops and not take out your frustration about world events on them. No, and you know we we've been impressed by the fact that and we have a, a we support and receive a lot of support back. And the they it is true there's very special people who engage in this and do this. They are. and uh, it, it's it's very cool that the concept album is based on that. It's really changed a lot of things. Like since my dad came back from Vietnam, he. He said he thought he was dreaming when he came back, and he stepped on the shores of his own country, and uh, his own people were spitting on him, yeah, know, and, and uh, calling him baby killer. And um, you know, I think we've we've learned from that as a culture and gotten past that, and uh, we we don't we don't see things the same way anymore, you know. No, Which is good. Yeah. Now people just put comments online about it. As yeah, opposed to right, actually right. spitting on people, they do it anonymously. Really? Uh, to kind of change tones for just a moment, as you're, you know, as you're out on the road touring, uh, and uh, I'm sure that you do a little bit of writing on the way. Uh, does it ever get uh, distracting when all these sex noises from Lita Ford's hotel room? Absolutely. <laughs> we, uh, I'm glad they're in their own bus. <laughs> yeah. After we heard about heads banging against concrete walls. Uh, well, in the, the venue, you know, we when they come to the show. Uh, we put them in the dressing room on the other side. Of the yeah, <laughs> oh, you ever want loaded any with cameras, of course. <laughs> of course. Hey, when, you, when you're um, organizing a tour and uh, and you're thinking of, a, of an act to open for you or to play with you, you know, what what, the, what is that process like? Uh, you know, it's it's different. Um, is it completely visceral? Who just catches your? You know, yeah, let's yeah, try. Well, this. I'll tell you. You know, we were uh, in Spain over the summer, and um, we're on a festival date. And uh, I heard Lita was performing, and I'd never seen her play before. Right. So I went up on stage, and I'm standing there on the side of the stage watching her perform. And uh, this big guy comes stands next to me, and I'm, I'm thinking, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. You know, i got to get off the stage. But we end up talking, and it's Jim. Yeah. And uh, we get talking about touring and all that. And um, as it turns out, you know, we were going to go out in October, and um, they were planning on, uh, you know, going around at the same time. So said, well, why don't you just come along with us? And we got talking about, you know, how to present the thing, and um, they didn't really want to hire a band and bring the whole band thing, and we didn't really want to have an opening act, so to speak, you know, and that whole kind of traditional way of doing things. And So it's, it's sort of like a, it's sort of a, a mashup, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of how music should be, I think, where you share it. I love that know, stuff. With other musicians and then also with, you know, the audience. And, and we've always had this policy that whenever we're in town, we always invite musicians to come up on stage and play with us, and we've had... The, these incredible jam sessions with uh, all kinds of people. Just the other night, Edwin McCain uh, uh, oh, sure. on stage and yeah. played with us. You know, wow! So uh, that's you know, a, Jerry Cantrell's played with us, and God, I can't remember. Those are completely all. different styles coming together. And oh yeah, and that's John what's real McCain. fun. Yeah. You know, is you play each other's music, and you know, most musicians are kind of fans of a lot of different kinds of music. Sure, yeah, and sure. So when you can ever when you blend those things together, it's something really special. Well, one of the things I've always liked the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, when they do the induction stuff. I'm reading or uh, read Paul Schaefer's book about putting all that stuff together, and when you get a bunch of musicians who sort of appreciate each other on stage and are having a good time, there's nothing better than that. Oh you, no, it's it's an amazing kind of spiritual event. Is there someone you wouldn't let on stage? <laughs> wouldn't let on stage? Yeah, George a lot Michael. Of people. <laughs> <laughs> no, George Michael's an amazing singer. Yeah, yes. Gosh, um, probably more of the you know the. Yeah, I don't want to get into this. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Listen, I tell you, Jeff is not what I expected, though, because as I, you know, I I grew up in in uh, 
listening to you guys and and uh, and when you were on your way up and and about you know when Operation Mind Crime came out and you were, you always struck me as a very intimidating. Scary dude for some me? reason. Yeah. <laughs> because of your intensity. When you're singing, man, I remember seeing video shots of you just, you know, uh, if, if you yeah. guys are not familiar with him, Jeff can wail. We just and, heard a little bit of the warm up. And I yeah. mean, I remember looking, I'm like, dude, I wouldn't want to be <laughs> hanging out with that guy because he'd probably kick the hell out of me. You have like, you, you almost. Oh, yeah, you're like 6'6. Six, six. <laughs> well, no, yeah. no, but I mean, yeah, but you. you I'm 5'11. <laughs> and and you're, the, the tones of your guys' music, and you just seemed kind of, you know, dark and intense and all this. Is that just, is that. Had a completely different side of you, or am I just getting well, the totally wrong thing here? Well, you know, music. I know in in American culture we forget this. We associate music with sporting events all the time, you know. But it's really art, you know. It's it's expression. Mm -hmm. It's people talking about stuff they experience or how they feel about things, and um, you know, the stuff we write about. You know, uh, some of it's kind of intense. You know, some <laughs> yeah. of it's kind of you know, um, I don't know. Uh, People describe it in all kinds of different ways, but really, it's it's life, you know, yeah. how we see it. We we're very fortunate that we get to travel so much around the world. You know, we play shows in thirty six different countries around the world every year. That's, that's got to be a, a killer of, schedule. It's a lot of input, yeah, from a lot of different cultures, a lot of different sure. people, a lot of different ideas, and so all that stuff kind of, you know, it gets in your head. And well, so I, it's got to come out somewhere. Well, I was uh, it was early on in my radio career, and uh, I, I to to get work anywhere, I started off in, in top forty radio. It was a completely different kind of disc jockey at that time, and I remember seeing coming up on my music log a song from Queensrÿche, and I'm like, "You're kidding me!" <laughs> I'm like, "There's no way that this band is that we're going to play." I mean, we were playing real poppy stuff, you know. And uh, but then again, you know, Metallica it, it had some hits as well, and so did Nirvana. Ended up even coming on the top forty radio, but it was silent lucidity mm -hmm. and was completely different than anything that I had heard from you guys. And then when I moved to Philly, when I came out here, Steve, one of the first places I went to was uh, Egypt Nightclub. You remember yes, that? Yes, I remember very well. Dude, they played a dance remix of that song. And, yeah. the, and the, the people loved it. Sure. It was just really wild. Uh, but Empire was a great album. That was a turning point for the band as well. Well, in, you know, any... any uh, uh, m music is one of those things that's kind of adaptable to a lot of different situations. And if you have a good song, song you know, with a good melody... You can play it on any instrument, you know, with any given style. You can put a country twang to it or a jazz vibe, you know. It's going to stand up. Right. And by the way, that song particularly spoke to me because I had had lucid dreams before and I knew oh. exactly what you were talking about. Was that inspired from actual no. uh, lucid no? dreams? No. Oh. It's not even what the song's about. Are you serious? <laughs> really? You've no. been living a long time. It describes exactly the way I feel <laughs> when having a lucid dream. Are you familiar with what yes, a lucid I am. dream is? Yeah. When you are actually aware that you are physically asleep, yet you're consciously, you realize what's going on and that you're in a dream state and you can start to control. Yes, it is about Well, you know, that. people people experience music in different ways you know some people hear just the bass drum some people hear you know all the instruments of the orchestra well perhaps in his uh, your silent lucidity you perceived a uh, wrong intent for a song no <laughs> jeff's lying right yeah. now because there's even a part in there that says you can achieve dream control no there's not dude no it's about is it, is it about You're following your dreams me. stop it is it about being real life following well, well, your dreams well listen to this this, this is how people this is how people interpret music it was you know, originally the theme ways, song right? to benson so I'm, <laughs> So I'm standing, I'm standing backstage, and this guy comes up to me. He's seen the show, yeah. and he says, I've seen you 1,400 times. I said, wow, that's incredible. You, you guys have written the song that is the theme music for my life, and thank you for writing this song. It's gotten me through thick and thin, and now I'm curious. I'm, well, what song is that? He goes, oh, 
Silence in Tennessee. <laughs> Silence. Uh, Silence in Tennessee. <laughs> wow. You what do you What do you say to that? You That's couldn't tell awesome. him. He based his life on it. <laughs> Did you just say, well, yes. That's, that's, that's it what it I has said. to be a well, quiet thank state. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Big Volunteers fan. Yeah. No, you're... God. Silence in Tennessee. That's outstanding. No, it is about dream control. It is okay. about lucid dreaming. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. And it's it's a pretty unique experience. I've, I've had... A, I, I have like one a year, maybe. and it's... Try explaining that to your kids. I know. <laughs> yeah. You just can't do it. It's, yeah. it's impossible. Um, are you guys going to play that for us? I know you, uh, you're you going to play a couple of no, songs. No, we're not. No. All right. Well, what are you going to play? We're going to play a, a song off our new album. Okay. And what song is this? It's called Sliver. Okay. And at what point in the uh, uh, along the progression of this album does this take place? This is actually the first track. Oh, it is. Right. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Excellent. This is a, in, in the military, when you go to boot camp, uh, they call it the show. You know, welcome to the show. And mm -hmm. so there's a line in the song that keeps repeating and so. If people aren't familiar with military slang or lingo, that's that's what it's referring to. All right, well let's check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Queens, yeah, right? on MMR. Here we go.
outstanding. Queensryche on MMR. And a song about the Phillies who just made it into the World <laughs> Series. <laughs> As I interpreted that. Uh, <laughs> How about them Phillies? Yeah. How about yeah. them, man? Uh, yeah, you guys are going to be playing the uh, the TLA tonight. It's a great room. And uh, Lita Ford opening up the show. And she does get on and, and perform with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's not actually opening the show. She's not opening the show. No, no it's oh, collaboration. Yeah, she comes uh, on at a. And okay. and... She comes on at a certain moment. And yeah, takes the crowd by the balls and <laughs> doesn't runs. Let go and squeezes nice. apparently. Yeah. And she's got a grip. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Did you shake hands with her? Yeah, oh yeah, Woo. she does. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm a I'm a drummer. I'm a drummer, Scott. I gotta ask you, do you still have the uh, the drum kit with the chains? Uh, no. Why not? What happened there, man? <laughs> he still so has it. They, they heard me say that I was intimidated, and now they're trying to... <laughs> they're trying, no, we had this warehouse. It's pretty mean. much dedicated to Scott Rockenfield's drum kit. Oh, so yeah. He had, he had a you know, every year he's got a new kit, right, for every tour. So yeah. that's what... 29 kits. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's amazing. That's, that's chains funny. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> you got it. We're you thinking got about it. opening our own SM club <laughs> for drummers. There's uh, cymbal stands and stuff were made out of chains. Yeah. And that was uh, pretty damn cool. Uh, so, as as you're making the tour and uh, and everything, do you guys keep up with uh, with fans via the web or anything along those lines? Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Is, it, uh, is it tough to, uh, to stay, you know, personal contact with everybody out there? Uh, I mean, did you actually, because people always ask us, do we answer our own stuff? Yeah, we do. Absolutely. Do you actually hop on Facebook and respond back and do the MySpace? And, oh, no, uh, Twitter. Okay. No, no. Twitter? No. Twitter, yeah, Twitter, yeah. 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 All of that stuff? Yeah. Uh, you have a fanatical fan base, obviously. Uh, but yeah. yes, even Rockstar Rob got up early this morning <laughs> to come yeah. in here. Where did we he we have actually a, a kind of a different way of communicating. We, you know, After every show, we have a meet and greet of our fan club, uh, people that... Uh, come backstage and hang with us you know for sometimes it's you know a couple hours and um you would it, need that with rob it ranges like between like 20 people to 80 people you know a night so it's that's a, cool it's a nice way of having actual per personal interaction with people you know right 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 uh, actually rob was saying that you recorded one of your albums around here down the street and we did actually mind crime yeah. yeah oh yeah. you you recorded mind crime around yeah here. actually about this time of year uh, in fact, driving in this morning, it was uh, kind of reminding us all of wow. uh, being here. Wow, that's cool. How long was that uh, uh, underway, that recording session? Oh, God, I don't know. Had to have taken a while. Ago, 88? 87? Yeah, 87. 87. Yeah, I don't think the studio's still there. It was an old uh, now a while flour now, mill. The, the studio was bought by um, Boys to Men. Oh, is that right? Yes, and and rock that seems like a good progression. Well, but so so rock music hasn't been created in the studios in a while. Okay. No, yeah. you know what? It's yes. haunted. I did a I did a voiceover session there. I know the studio. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. What, what's the haunting legend uh, of the uh, studio? It's not a legend. I mean, stuff is always going on when we were there. You know, uh, doors flying open, buttons being pushed, lights going off and on. You know. Did you see some of the stuff yourself? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Are, it are, was. Are, I, I kind of into that kind of thing. In fact, I have a ghost that lives in my house. Okay. And I'm kind of cool with that. <laughs> Uh, sometimes it freaks people out, you know, like people that come over and stay at my house or visit, you know, they'll get up in the middle of the night. Hey, 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 something's going on in your house, man. I've had people leave in the middle of the night, you know, to get wow. freaked out. Well, no, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Are you familiar with the movie uh, Paranormal Activity, which is out now? Uh -uh. Okay. Uh, those are less than pleasant. Yeah. 
Ghosts, right? Oh, those it, are the a, uh, poltergeist it's a, type. It's a yeah. demon. It's not necessarily oh, all right. a ghost. You don't, demon. Do you have yeah. any demons in your house? Yeah. No, I don't See, believe in demons. The difference <laughs> between a ghost and a demon is a ghost was once living, a demon never was. Ah, okay. Just some bizarre. See, so you learn yeah. a lot from movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, are you guys in town just for tonight, and then we are. Then we're uh, off somewhere else. Where are we wow. going next? Some ghost town. Uh, See, well, we're at that point in the tour. We started in March. We don't actually know where we're at <laughs> or where we're going. Sure. Just tell us what time we go on. And, uh, and I'm sure where we're going has something to do with a hand basket, though. <laughs> well, is there any chance we could, we could get uh, a... I'm sorry. <laughs> what the hell was that? Hell in a hand basket. I got it. Uh, is I'm there throwing any... out all these references. I'm waiting for you to run with it. <laughs> uh, any chance we could get another song, or do you mm-hmm. guys need to hit the road? Sure. Or what would you like yeah. to do? Um, we're going to do another one off our new album. Okay. <clears throat> You guys ready? Tune. Awake. This is a song called If I Were King. It's a song about regret.
Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Queen's right. On MMR, awesome. TLA tonight, uh, LiveNation.com for tickets, and uh, Lita Ford performing as well. The new album is called American Soldier, and uh, it's in stores now. And uh, can you get that online? Do you guys uh, to sell you get online? everything online? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just what I was wondering. If there's is there a Queensryche uh, website? Yeah, yeah, Queensryche.com. All right, cool. And uh, I have some tickets to a giveaway. Is this for tonight, Case? That's right? For tonight. Yep. And right. Then everybody who wins those tickets will also get a Lita Ford autograph seat. There you cool, go. Man. All right, we'll Ooh. take five callers right now. Two one five two six three WMMR, and uh, we'll set you up, guys. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for having us. Enjoy appreciate your time it. in Philadelphia. We appreciate it. Queensryche. Yeah. 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 Preston and Steve Rock on 93.3 WMMR. So we got a little bit backed up. It's uh, 10.33, and we still have a few things to take care of. So here's what we're going to do. This is going to be our final wrap-up break here. Everything. However, we are going to do uh, the trash and the music news. We had to skip the B-file. All right. Because uh, we had Queens right in to perform. They played a couple songs. Sounded fantastic, by the way. Thanks to Lush and Rodney. Yeah. Did a great job, as always. Who mixed that, and it just sounded wonderful. Uh, but our sponsor, who I need to thank for the Bizarre File, is uh, uh-huh. Coke Zero. Head to a participating Wawa for a refreshing Coke Zero fountain beverage. Then look at details on the Zero to Win a Football Ticket Giveaway. For more information, just go to Wawa.com slash Coke Zero. So now, am I doing the lesson? Is that what I'm doing? Yeah. I am doing that. All right. And we have up for grabs Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, which we are going to give to someone who can answer this question. What Jersey Shore crime show is Jeff Goldblum now a part of? Oh, yeah. 215-263-WMMR. I mean, that's from 630 this morning. What Jersey Shore crime show if J- is Jeff Goldblum now a part of 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. If you can get it right, then you win. Let's do the trash. Oh, I love trash. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, it's brought to you by CarVision.com. Great used cars. The price is better than anybody's compare. CarVision.com. Steve, what's going on? Well, the National Enquirer is reporting that Rosie O'Donnell and longtime partner Kelly Carpenter are close to calling it quits. Carpenter says she loves Rosie, but admits that she's going broke, having to constantly replace their SUV shock absorbers. Oh, so, what? Can't carry that weight. Carney Wilson will attempt to lose almost 70 pounds of baby weight as a part as part of a new show called Carney Wilson Unstapled. Carney says weight loss on television is all about portions, namely what portion of your self-esteem are you willing to surrender? <laughs> <laughs> and finally, <laughs> TR Knight and his boyfriend of 2 years, Mark Cornelson, have split according to In Touch Weekly. For the record, Knight says it was Cornelson who initiated the split, adding, quote, it's clear he had something up his ass. (laughs) That is apparently me, by the way. I guess I was... I think that was yesterday. Marissa had. I, had and she kept doing this. Over we are a desperately horrible show. Uh, I agree. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. Um. <laughs> Forgot the hell what I was gonna say. Oh, wait a minute. What? Uh, wait, uh, the the Carney Wilson thing you just mentioned. Yeah. She. It's called unstapled. It's called Carney Wilson unstapled. Is she getting her stomach unstapled? I think that's what's happening. Yeah. And she's or did try- she already? And she's put all the weight back on. But her. she just had a baby, and she packed on a load of weight. 
She just had a baby eight years ago. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious if that's the case. I didn't know if she did that. If you can, if you could, I guess you could, right? Staple it. I don't know. I mean, she, they basically put like a little clamp and and close, make a smaller compartment. She put way back on, but dude, she was, she was in. Uh, she was a freighter uh, yeah. when uh, back in the day of. <laughs> no, she was. I mean, she was she flat was. out obese. There was no <laughs> when she would go swimming. The coast guard would show up. Yeah, she wasn't just I mean, a little. To, bit. to put it delicately, yeah. she was. The, the, we're looking at a picture now. That's nothing compared to what she right. was. NASA used to hire Phillips. her to create eclipses. Wow, to simulate yeah. that. Well, that's interesting. Uh, anyway, okay. Well, we need to do the answer to the lesson question. And uh, where did I put the lesson question? There they are. Mm. Uh, <laughs> What Jersey Shore crime show is Jeff Goldblum now a part of? Uh, let me go to Chuck. Hey there, Chuck. Hey, you guys rock. Thank oh, you, Chuck. What road. Jersey Shore crime show is Jeff Goldblum now a part of? Uh, that would be Law and Order Sea Isle. Yes. Yeah. Law and Order Sea Isle City. Yeah. And since you got it right, we have Transformers Revenge of the Fallen for you. All right, my man? All right, sweet man. Thanks. You got it, buddy. Don't forget, you can own the number one movie of the year on DVD and Blu-ray now as it is available. Let's do music news. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Music News. All right. Uh, music news brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Visit a locally owned Delaware Valley Jiffy Lube for a Jiffy Lube signature service oil change today. <laughs> Jiffy Lube. <laughs> More than an oil change. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> them crooked vultures will send... Look at them over there, them crooked vultures. <laughs> they them thing. Hey, stupid vulture. Them uh, crooked vultures will send their first official single to rock radio on Monday, the 26th. How are they sending it? FedEx or UPS? I don't know how they're doing it, but the track is called New Fang. And it is taken from the band's self-titled debut album, which is now slated to arrive on November 17th. Now, I understand in concert, they don't they don't play any of their collective stuff. They just play new stuff, right? Well, that's what Marissa said. She said there was no Foo Fighters, no Zeppelin, no Queens of the Stone Age, none of that stuff. Yeah. And she also said that the music was uh, no good. Uh, well, we're getting the release on Monday. Is uh, We'll be world debuting it. <laughs> We'll be world debuting. Yeah. We'll be. Yeah. What is that? World premiering? Yeah. <laughs> we'll be Philadelphia debuting. Um, <laughs> now, we'll see. Now, Marissa just said she was not familiar with any of the material while she was at the show. So it kind of helps to know some of the stuff. Kind of hard well, to Well, she follow. didn't know Dancing in the Dark, and she looked like she was having a good time the yeah, other that's night. That's right. Yeah. So, anyhow, uh, they just completed their first North American tour, and yeah. we'll head to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To the UK, Germany, Australia, and New Zealand in November and December. Metallica will be joined by Ozzy Osbourne and Kings frontman Ray Davies for their performance next Friday wow. at New York's Madison Square Garden during the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 25th anniversary concerts. That's crazy! Other artists <laughs> appearing during the two-night celebration, which kicks off on October 29th, include U2, Bruce Springsteen, wow. Simon and Garfunkel, Stevie Wonder, and Eric Clapton. Remember they I talked about those names back? first, yeah. Yeah, uh, each act... 
Well, this is a special collaboration. Oh, okay. That's why it's the story. This story came out a while back about this concert, but now we're finding out some of the all these other people yeah. that are doing collaborations. And so Metallica and Ozzy and Ray Davies are going to collaborate. Each act will play their own music as well as music by other artists that inspired them. With surprise collaborations likely to occur throughout both evenings, all proceeds from the two shows will go towards creating a permanent endowment of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Foundation and oh, museum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. He can't see Damn without it. his glasses. Put his glasses on. Put on his glasses. Listen, I the highlighter. I had, uh, the, I the, saw you squinting. Well, the M in museum. Uh, he I can't see without his glasses. It looked like I put a little separation in there, and I thought it was the Rock and Roll uh, Fame, uh, Rock and Roll, <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Foundation, and Museum. Is there uh, some of the uh, 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 you know just improv that you have been known to, uh, been come to known as? I've done that, Preston. The, the R and the N together. Yes. Yeah, I, I've made this. I haven't done it on the air. Museum. But I, I can feel oh, your pain. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. Bang, bang. Just saying. What are the odds that it was a museum? <laughs> Maybe you never know, yeah. right? It was a Grecian Ernst. Yeah, about a dollar fifty now. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it's um, not no anything uh, uh, going on. We already heard that. <laughs> I know. I don't want to hear that again. <laughs> no. No. Uh, it's not. It is not known what songs Metallica will perform with Ozzy and Davies. Ah! Although Metallica has recently been filmed uh, rehearsing the Black Sabbath classic War Pigs backstage before one of their concerts. Oh, no, this was a new question, Press. This wasn't the one that we were Oh, it is? Early. No, yeah. Okay. Um, anything uh, uh, going on with the uh, uh, the team? Uh, oh, hell, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> Right, oh, hell. Ah, <laughs> ah, hell. You just gave up. <laughs> I think that's what I said. What, what do you, you like to eat? Yeah, what do you yeah. like to eat? <laughs> that's what you like to eat. I'm what do you guys I like farted. to eat? <laughs> All right, anyway, I'm moving on. Oh, Evan Edsons will play a secret show in New York City on November 4th. Secret. I can't believe you just told everyone. Uh, the gig Rude. will take place at the 1,000-person capacity Grand Ballroom. Tickets went on sale to the band's fa fan club on Wednesday and will be available to the general public starting at noon on Friday. This is the second announced Evanescence gig of the year, the other being an appearance at the... Um, museum. Oh, man. <laughs> no, at the museum. At the Livre Museum in Sao Paulo, Brazil. <laughs> and then uh, Blink-182 bassist singer Mark Hoppus has written a piece on health care for news and opinion website The Huffington Post. Hmm. Well, I'm going to buy into that. In the essay uh, titled Allie's Story, Uninsured in America, Hoppus relates the experience of Allie Vatter, a member of the catering crew for Blink-182's recent reunion tour. About two months into the trek, Vatter was rushed to the hospital in Florida where she needed emergency surgery to have her appendix removed. Hoppus later found out that Vetter had no health insurance, writing she has no, or I'm sorry, she has pre-existing conditions that insurance companies either cover while requiring crippling premiums or flatly refuse any coverage whatsoever. As a result, Hoppus wrote that Vetter owes $48,000 in medical bills and has put up a website asking for donations. And Hoppus wrote that he will personally match every dollar donated until her bills are paid. And uh, don't forget about uh, Gobbleroo. Uh, which is coming up, the biggest party night of the year, and tickets go on sale uh, tomorrow. However, I believe there is a uh, pre-sale that's taking place today, uh, 44 minutes ago. 
Uh, and you, you can see <laughs> us. You got in on that. <laughs> uh, yep. With uh, uh, David Tell, Greg Giraldo, and Jeffrey Ross at the Tower Theater. Casey's going to be with Fish at the Wachovia Center. Now, tickets for that show... I don't think go on sale until Saturday. Saturday, right? yeah. Okay. And that pre-sale is already over. Uh, Jackson Local Shots uh, present Automatic Fire Jealousy Curve, uh, Zelazoa, and Ike, Ike at uh, the TLA. And then uh, Pierre's going to have Baru Review at the World Cafe Live. And that is going to be a great night of entertainment. And we hope that you will join us all for that. And that's your music news for this morning. And we're wrapping things up now. This is uh, our final break. Pierre has made it in. How you doing, Pierre? Good day. Good to see you, sir. Nice to see everybody. Yeah, there's been a lot of people through here today. Well, Queensryche sounded great. Didn't that mix yeah. just sound awesome? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And Jeff Tate can, uh, wow, he can very bright, uh, just sing. Very, uh, very intelligent guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I could have listened to that for a long time. Awesome, man. Uh, well, why don't we move right along and get the letter for the day? You prepared yes. for that? All right, let's do it. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. D is in deep doggy doo-doo. Oh, and uh, we have a pair of tickets to every show for Pearl Jam at the Spectrum, the 27th, 28th, 30th, and Halloween Eve. That's the last show of the Spectrum, period. Uh, so we'll have a chance to win that tomorrow. Yay. We'll be ready with the letter of the day for the word of the week prize. Uh, quickly, let me thank uh, our guest today, David Tell. Uh, God yeah. Lord, just mentioned that. Very cool guy. We also had uh, Sean Patrick Flannery, Norman Reedus, and Troy Duffy from Boondock Saints too. All, right. All Saints Day screening us tonight. Casey's going to have that. Lita Ford. Yeah. She sounded great, too. Yeah, she was really cool. She sounded like Chrissy Hine to me. Uh, really? I, I don't know what she looks like, but she sounded like Chrissy Hine to me. She's she holding up pretty... look like Chrissy Hine. No, no, no. no yeah. Sure. Yeah. She's holding up well. Yeah. Oh, my. And uh, also, uh, Queensryche, who will be performing along with her. And that is tonight at the TLA, and you can go to LiveNation.com for information on that. Uh, quickly, let me thank our sponsors, too. Uh, Valley Fear, America's Most Haunted Heard, hey, Pat. America's <laughs> Most Horrifying. <laughs> haunted Woods. Sure, I like that. And Original Haunted Hey, What? I messed up. Yeah, you do it all the time, Kat. Brought to you by Valley of Fear, <laughs> America's Most Horrifying Haunted Woods, and Original Haunted Hayride. Uh, more information at ValleyofFear.com. Yeah. We're going to be oh, that's scary. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that's right. Yeah, Kathy tonight, and I. seven to nine. Yep. Come out and join them. See them, please. They have good popcorn. And uh, they do? taste <laughs> And also tasty cake. Now that's tasty. And they also have like bonfires and they have stuff. Bonfire. Yep, they have good hot chocolate. They have popcorn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, mm. and Stephen Singer Jewelers, the other corner of Eighth and Walnut, or I hate Stevensinger.com. What's coming up today, Pierre? Well, uh, we will celebrate great things today with Van. <laughs> <laughs> That was yes. a really good. <laughs> you had no idea what was on the show. I'm I'm really out of it, <laughs> dude. Welcome to the club. You know, everybody. This, this month has been just just intense, exhausting, and and we're not done with it. We've nope. got four nights of Pearl Jam. I've got the local music show on Friday at the Spectrum with the Hooters and Hollow Notes. We got Halloween stuff at a Halloween party. Wouldn't change we, it for the world, though. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm not complaining. Yeah. I'm I'm just listing. Yeah. And uh, in more ways than one. And um, also, <laughs> we someone push Pierre back up, please. And we listing. We've also got our boys in blue and our great victory. Yes. I realized I had a new listener yesterday when someone texted me and said, "What's all this blank about the boys in blue? Can't you see?" You idiot! Yeah, it's red, and I go. 
And on the air, I said, I must have a new listener. <laughs> and then someone else texted me and said, no, you are an idiot. You are an absolute sports idiot. Stop talking about it. But uh, I've said boys in blue for as long as I've been here. Just and, to cover yeah. every team. Yeah. And by the way, did all right for them last year, didn't I? When yeah. I said yes. boys in blue. Hey, you know what? In the beginning you. of the season, what did you talk about? Pitching. And you know what? It came oh, on exactly. the pitching if the pitching holds up. Now I'm slightly concerned about shortstop. Yeah, no, and if no, the run zone gets scored in, we'll have a fine gadgetry. But and what? furthermore, going out for beer, need one? Uh, <laughs> however, though, if, if we're up against the Yankees, you might not want to do boys in blue because they do wear blue. Oh. Uh, so did the Dodgers. It's going to be boys in blue no matter who it is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're so right. it's going to be blue, 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 blue. Okay. Get over it. I, I will. Red. And I shall. <laughs> now, uh, I need more I need more slogans, though, to say for the sports idiot that I am. Okay. Tippy Canoe and Tyler, too. There you yeah. go! Text in your uh, slogans for Pierre to use when he needs to make small talk about sports. <laughs> With cab drivers and, and, and people to, that really know what they're talking about. Needs to BS his way through it, and uh, and he'll uh, gladly appreciate that and file those away. Hell of a game. Jesus Jason Wertheimer up to the gadget <laughs> and smashing it out of the talk of the bay. <laughs> Just make up words. Talking about that. <laughs> He's a pirate. Stop it. Uh, tomorrow is a very, very busy show for us again. Not unlike today. Uh, Holy Christ. No live music, though, but we do have, uh, from the movie Clerks, Brian O'Halloran and Marilyn uh, Gigliotti. Yes. And then also with them are some other people that are all going to be at this game exposition. Uh, what is it called? Exposition. Ex Expo. Game X, the one yeah. out in Oaks. Yes. The one out in Oaks. Uh, just too many to list, uh, but there's going to be a whole bunch of people in with them. All right. Uh, we'll also have Robert England. You know him as uh, Freddy Krueger. He's yes. been here before. Very cool guy. Um, Gallagher is going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're yeah. No, we're not in kidding. Studio. Nee Gallagher is the, coming in. Not his brother? In? No. This I think this is, is Gallagher the original, not Gallagher 2. Okay. Is this Gallagher 2 or Gallagher 1, the original? Uh -oh. There's a Gallagher 2? But yeah, does Gallagher a, 2 go out as Gallagher yes, 2? Yes, he does. Yes. There's a twin of Gallagher. Yep. It's his twin brother, basically, who goes out and tours as Gallagher. There's no 2 after this guy's name. All right. Okay. Gallagher not will be, be here. Not that we able to tell the difference. And also Rich Voss will be here, too. So it's going to be a very, very, very busy day, my friends. All right. So, uh, uh, hang with Pierre, spend the day, and it's going to be a beautiful one, 76 degrees, plenty of sunshine. And uh, just Ray John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, okay? Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. Spasm. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. This is a message for all the assholes out there who don't make a habit of saying thank you when somebody opens the door for them. I don't expect you to get on your knees and give me a hummer, but it'd be nice to show a little bit of gratitude for somebody who's doing something nice without being asked. Jackass. Next message. Oh, yeah, boys! Two years in a row! Hey, Yankees, you can take your 20 some odd rings and shove them right up your ass along with our boots! Next message. Let me say, get two things clear. I live in New Jersey. I am registered independent. Primaries mean jack sh to me, especially if they're in Pennsylvania. So any of those idiots in the Paco train station who tells me to follow me around when I don't want their campaign literature, because it means nothing to me, will find themselves under a train. I'm so glad you shared. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks.